Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Coming to you live from the cave, the Bear Cave. You know it. This is Straight Football Talk. I am your host, Teddy, the Bear Tate. Alongside of me, of course, is Dallas, Big D Duclos. Big D, how you doing? Baby, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. <laughs> I am pumped. I'm ready to go. I think we're both ready Talking to go. Football, Ted. Football talk. My, one of my favorite sounds in the world is coming up, Ted. I know. Uh, mine, too. We want to let all the new listeners know uh, that this show has a non-biased, no BS filter, of course. Um, we will not speak out any profanities, anything like that, but we do not sugarcoat our opinions, Big D. We let, we let it fly. I don't. I let it, I let it fly. I let it fly like a Mayweather punch. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, again, guys, uh, call 718-508-9883 to be a part of the conversation or like us on Facebook, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. We're out there, guys. Get out there. Baby. I'm everywhere. And let me tell you something. I've said it once. I've said it twice. Say it three times. You don't follow me on social media. I will run up in your pet. <laughs> yeah. I will be there. I'll be outside your house. They do not want that. That's not okay. <laughs> you do not want that to happen. It'll happen. Uh, again, guys, with with we're growing. We are growing. Yeah, yeah. And we want to take this time to thank everyone uh, for their support and love uh, that they give us. And, you know, it's with you guys that we grow even more because yeah. more people see our stuff. And we're going to get our name out there. We got, we got that big interview coming up with that ESPN bigwig. Yes. Huh? We got um, next weekend we're going to be talking with uh, Rudy Reyes. For that. For those that do not know, Rudy Reyes has the number one talk show for ESPN. He's also affiliated with other uh, sports media outlets. Um, he's a great guy. I've talked to him a couple times. And it's going to be a blast having him on the show. Yeah, he's, and, he's very humble. And we're, of course, looking forward to hopefully getting a call from Mojo. Today. Mojo's going to be calling? Uh, well, I'm hoping I'm hoping. I know Magic Mike he called last week. He weekend. mentioned calling in, so we'll see. Okay. We'll get Mojo from Mojo Sports calling in, too. We also want to thank NFL.com and all their writers and all their resources for the NFL news, draft analysis, all that stuff. We appreciate it. That's how we get our stuff. And, guys, um, even talk though about, we appreciate it, Ted, mm-hmm. even though we appreciate it, I just want to make this very clear. We, we, we give our own opinions. We give our own analysis. Right. We give our own everything. Right. So, as far as that goes, guys, you get a you get an unbiased, unfiltered product from us. That's that's right. And uh, you know, um, it it se- anymore now. It seems like sports stations, you know, televised stations, radio oh, broadcasts, they're talking politics with sports. They're talking all this stuff. That's that's nonsense. Let's talk football. That. Let's get down to the football stuff. You know, it's it, 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 brass tacks with football, baby. You know, we've got the season upon us, Big D. Yeah. Um, We've got what next weekend and the weekend after football is officially back. We're going to be hearing lots of that in Big D. I'm excited. You're excited. I'm I'm ready. NFL fans are excited. Love it. Now, Big D. Yes, sir. We have a lot to discuss today. We got to get after it today. We got to get after it. So, let's start with our NFL buzz. You ready? Get it. You ready? Get it. I'm ready. Get it going. 
Get it going. Let's start up in Cleveland. Let's start in Ohio, where we're from, right? Let's go to let's, let's start in Ohio. Let's go up to Cleveland. The Browns are having Deshaun Kaiser start their third preseason game and have Brock Osweiler on the trade block. And today, just before our show, we have received breaking news that after a quarterback camp battle, the Cleveland Browns have named Deshaun Kaiser as their starting quarterback. That's big, that's big news up in that's, Cleveland. Can you, can you hear some of this in the background? <laughs> Maybe. Is, Maybe. Is that, is that in his future? He's already the starting quarterback. So. Though, Ted. Yes. The, the, the Browns, mm-hmm. they have lacked consistency at that QB position. You know, is it one and done? <laughs> no, I, you know, I think who is, Hugh Jackson gives him arguably one of the best shots in, in NFL football to, very good to, to, to succeed. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a great quarterback coach. Um, and I've said that before. I said that last year. I was very excited to see what Hugh Jackson can do. I'm very excited to see what Hugh Jackson can do with Deshaun Kaiser. And I was very critical of Deshaun Kaiser over the off season. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not afraid to admit that. I didn't like what I saw last season at Notre Dame. Once he lost Will Fuller um, to the draft the year before, it just seemed like Deshaun so Kaiser didn't have it. Yeah, his, his stats fell. So I want to see. I want to see him improve himself. He's doing well this preseason. Well, let's, let's see what happens. Season. Yeah, but, uh, Ted. You know, one thing we we got to. Uh, we got to consider is mm-hmm. the uh, the implications of what this means for Brock Osweiler. I mean, this is this what the third time he's well, going on trading block now in less than a season. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, with him being on the trade block, it means they're shopping him around, and with him having um, taking a salary cap of, of sixteen million dollars, roughly, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're not going to want to hold on to him very long. No, with him being a backup, um, <clears throat> a couple teams that I've heard, you know, been rumored is the Jets. Surprise. Um, yes. Uh, also would be I've, I've heard these rumors that's of the rotational of uh, in New York. I yeah, was, uh, <laughs> a quarterback position anybody can play that. I've heard rumors of um, the Broncos maybe thinking about bringing Brock back. Uh, that would be interesting Trevor to Simeon, see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trevor Simeon's the yeah, official starter right now. So yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see what happens with Brock. But you know, congratulations to Sean Kaiser yeah. winning that winning and earning that quarterback uh, one job. Hey, get Moving on, another team has named their starting quarterback guys. The Jacksonville Jaguars has named Shocker Blake Bortles the starting oh, quarterback. Wow! Apparently, there was a quarterback battle between him and Chad Henney. There was a quarterback battle <laughs> yeah. between him and Chad Henney. So Chad um, Henney still plays quarterback? Yeah, he's getting up oh, there. Wow! Isn't he? Yeah, very excited. You know, Blake Bortles doesn't have an excuse at all anymore. Um, he's yeah, got the talk, offensive weapon. You know what? We talked about this a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. When we talked about the Jaguars draft. They did really good putting themselves together. Yeah. They made some really big transactions. Yeah. As of this season, like Bortles, you are under the microscope, sir. You have yeah. got to perform this year. The interceptions have got to stop. <laughs> well, not not only that, it's also contract year. Yeah, They're, contract year. Tom Coughlin's not afraid to move on. And, I, and Tom not. Coughlin's not the coach, but at, at the same time, he's a VP. He has a lot of yeah. uh, power there. Yeah, and I would be shocked if Blake Bortles doesn't put up some good numbers this year. He, right. won't, he won't be in Jacksonville next year. He, he, I, yeah, uh, he needs to perform, that's for sure. Moving on. We're going to stay in the AFC, though. Yeah. Stay in the AFC, yeah. but we're going to head to Foxborough. We're going to head to New England, baby, where the Patriots have made a couple headlines this week. The Patriots have cut fourth-year Con- Connie Ely, excuse me, wow. after not being able to find a trade partner. Um, that, that is the reason why they cut him. Um, the Patriots acquired Ely from the Patriots or from the Panthers back in early March, and they gave up a second-round pick for Ely. Do you know what I have to say about that, Ted? Go! You don't give up second round picks for guys you're gonna cut. Come on now. <laughs> just giving away draft picks. You're just throwing away, throwing away the future, baby. Come on. Next up, unfortunately, 
Julian Edelman has a torn ACL and is expected to miss the entire 2017 season. Now that that's big. Questioning news. That's right big. There. Wow. Yeah, um, that was one of Tom Brady's favorite targets aside from Gronkowski. Yeah, that's. Um, it's 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 uh, it's interesting to see how this affects the game because yes, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Yes, he's got Gronkowski back. Gronkowski's injury from. Yes, he is. He's got Chris Hogan. He, they've, they've got they added Brandon Hogan, Cook. Yeah, well, you know, Hogan Hogan's played pretty well yeah. the last couple of seasons. But yeah. this means that guys like Brandon Cooks are really going to have to – got to step up. They're going to really have to step up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, obviously, the guy that's straight football talk wished Julian Edelman a speedy, yeah. swift recovery. Uh, yeah. That sucks. That's a tough tough break. Edelman's a, Edelman's a hell of a, a wide receiver. And it's always a shame when you see a talented athlete go down like that. Got, got a good friend of mine, Rusty Taylor, just commented saying, come, Teddy, I don't want to hear that. Laugh out loud. Yeah, ah, well, unfortunate. it's unfortunate, Rusty. You know, these <clears throat> you know, this is something we talked about just last week is the mm-hmm. dangers of preseason. Yes. And, you know, it wasn't so long ago they were talking about extending the season to another eight to a regular season to eighteen games. Right. Uh, you know, this this is again one of those serious injuries to a key player to a team that got has has to make you question the necessity of these preseason games. Yeah, and you know, Again, everybody says – a lot of people say – not everybody. A lot of people say preseason doesn't matter. It matters. It matters. The record doesn't matter. But earning, doesn't a, matter. earning a spot on the, on the roster – You know, and that's and, the uneasy balance there. Yeah. Is, you know, you don't want to take away the opportunity for some of these guys to make the team. But at the other, on the other hand, you know, do we, have, do we have a choice but to let, you know, some of these starter guys that have already kind of cemented their role – I mean, do they even need to play? Should they right. have to show Yeah, them? I mean, I, that, that's, that's the know? thing. You know, and that's why I know – now, like the first week or two, they don't let the starters play. Yeah, you know. And I know that the quali- i know that the question for the NFL is <coughs> the quality of the games in preseason. Right. This is one of the reasons why they ask for the starters to be there. But I just think this is another this is another argument for the players that well, and something else to keep in mind with the settlement thing, fantasy football. Yeah. Obviously, he's out of there now. Yeah. So now Brandon Cook's value goes up. Yeah. Chris Hogan's value goes up. Rob Rob Gronkowski's value goes up. Tom Brady's is always going to be up, but. That's- you know, so yeah. that it does it makes it interesting. So moving on, um, the Patriots were the only team to uh, endure a player getting injured. Guys, Spencer Ware, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, has suffered a PCL injury. Coach, oh. yeah, yeah. Coach Andy Reid has come forward and said that the X-ray was negative, and he will have an MRI today. Okay, um, Ware could miss uh, from two weeks to eight weeks. Uh, this means the Chiefs' newly drafted running back, Kareem Hunt, out of Tooley Doo, yeah. uh, now has to be the next man up, step up, and be that starting running yeah, back. This is, uh, you know, it's a tough, tough hand for Spencer Ware to get dealt. But yeah. this is this is next man up. This is what you train for uh, all all off season, all preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kareem Hunt's going to ex- be expected to take on uh, quite the load offensively because, again, if, well, and if you, you know, remember a couple weeks ago. Um, I had mentioned and Kareem Hunt have being a lot of weapons over there. Well, I mentioned Kareem Hunt being a sleeper for fantasy. Yeah. Um, and that was before, obviously, Spencer Ware got hurt. Yeah. But I figured he would beat him outright because I mean, uh, Kareem yeah. Hunt played phenomenally at Toledo, and I know he it's did. Toledo, but um, well, I, I want to say I wanted to caution people. You know, they say, "Oh, well, it's Toledo." Well, you know, the thing is, you look at some of these guys, and, and we're going to be talking about one of them today, Ted. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about one of these graphics today. You talk about these guys at small schools. And you say, oh, you write them off. Oh, they play for that small school. Don't write them off. Some of these guys are phenomenal athletes. Yes. Don't forget. And then they perform in the NFL. And they do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously, Spencer Ware, staff here at Straight Football Talk, wants to, wants to wish you a speedy recovery yeah, as well. Um, Kareem Hunt, 
Earn that job, man. Go out there and get it, man. Get the paper, buddy. Yep. Another AFC team has an, uh, has an injury of their own. Tyrod Taylor has been diagnosed with a concussion. We'll go through the league's concussion protocol for the Bills. And that is that is a huge, huge injury. Not good. If, if Tyrod is is hurt and he is going to and misses an extended amount of time, I mean, we already talked about it, but the Bills already have a tough road ahead of them uh, as far as offense goes. They were just doing so well with transactions. You know, they were being so uh, so aggressive with their transactions. Right. I have to wonder what this does to their position well, in their division right now. I think um, <clears throat> it's interesting because the Buffalo Bills have said that they're openly taking seeking offers for Tyrod yeah. and Sean McCoy. And, and now this happens. And now this happens. So um, Nate, Peter, Nate Peterman, their new uh, rookie running back that is drafted, yeah. um, he's going to be starting. Uh, with concussions, it's usually like a week or two. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens with Tyrod, obviously. But if Peterman does well, you know, we'll have to that's see what happens with Tyrod, you know. It's going to be interesting, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a tough break for Tyrod. I mean, you're, when you're you're being chopped actively and you know that you are, you know. Yeah. It's the same thing we talked about with uh, Tannehill and his mm. situation in, in Miami. Oh, this is a contract year, and now he's going to be missed extended time, you know. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, now let's head out to San Francisco. For the 49ers have released a long-time uh, linebacker. Yeah. The 49ers have released linebacker Ahmed Brooks. Uh, that happened on Friday. The team had been actively shopping the linebacker for the last couple of weeks, and with the 49ers failing to trade uh, Brooks, they've decided to release him. Uh, Brooks was entering his final year of a six-year, $40.4 million deal, um, and he, w- he would have accounted for $6.1 million yeah. for this year's salary cap. Um, so for me, uh, the 49ers, they're cleaning house. They yeah, have they been are. this offseason. Um, open up $6 million of cash space. That's good. But for me, I think it's we should be waiting for another headline because Brooks is going to get picked up by somebody else. Yeah, guys, don't be surprised if you hear a little bit of this in the coming weeks. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because Ahmad Brooks is not going to be on, on free agency for long. I wouldn't, I I wouldn't, think. I wouldn't think. Yeah. Uh, Experienced linebacker, and he performed very well. He was an anchor for that Niners defense. Yeah. So there's plenty of teams out there looking for some aggressive defenders, and he, he fits the bill. Yeah, and Brooks isn't the only veteran to be going to a new home. The Philadelphia Eagles just today, right before our show, have traded safety Terrence Brock to the New York uh, Jets uh, to get Dexter McDougal, cornerback. McDougal. So here we are again. The Philadelphia Eagles, they, they traded for Ronald Darby, um, you know, cornerback yeah. from the Bills. Yeah. Now they're getting Dexter McDougal. They realize their cornerback position is a need. That's a priority. Yep. Um, they're not getting star guys, but they're getting guys that, you know, fits their system. They're getting guys that are serviceable. They're, you know. Ted, we've had some guys on our show that, that could play defensive back for the Eagles. You talking about Jet Rabbit? I'm talking about Jeff Rabbit, baby. And, and you know what? We had another guy on our show not too long ago, Ted. Who's that? And, uh, you know, who's that? He came on and he wanted to play defensive back. Who was that? Tell me. Tell our fans. Guys, we've had we've had a heck of a lot of interviews. And if you remember, just just a week ago, was it, was it last week, was it? Was it week before last? Curtis Who's Thomas. Curtis Thomas. Yep. And, and, you know, guys, this is, this is, you know, Philadelphia, you don't have to look very far for some of these guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, why don't you give Rashawn Sly a call too? Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah. you know still parked outside yeah. there, so he's right outside the stadium. <laughs> All right, guys, that is it for our NFL buzz. Um, lots of stuff there, lots of stuff to cover. We had to get through it real fast. Um, 
we want to remind everybody, like and share the video, like and share the page, get our name out there. We want to talk to Skip Bayless. We want to talk to Stephen A. Smith. We want to talk to these head honchos that consider themselves elite bring and being an expert. Bring it on. <laughs> you know, I'm almost tempted to say bring it on Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A., you can bring it on, too. You've been a little, bit, you've been a little whiny here lately. I don't know what the problem is. You can drink more coffee. Yeah, something. Something. So, <laughs> tell you what. So now let's transition to our draft recap. This is our final draft recap, and I say that with a heavy heart, but I also say it with relief because at the same time, it's somewhat grueling, right? I mean, to be completely honest, you got to look at these guys. You've got to check out their stats. Well, especially when you get these later rounds, you get some of these guys you're not as familiar with. You know, it's easy to pull – you know, it's easy to pull these guys from, you know, Alabama and, right. and you know, Auburn. Right. You get these, you know, little, little small. Eastern Washington and yeah. Ashland. East Oklahoma State. Yeah. Ashland, you know. Yeah. You got to really, really dig. Yeah. Really and down deep, I mean, we love doing this, but at the same well, time, it's just like, you know, we've been waiting all off season for football to start. We're ready. We're ready. That, that's what it comes down to. So, Big D, we need to kick us off with the Los Angeles Rams. Let's do it. <clears throat> First pick, Gerald. Everett, Everett, excuse me, yep. tight end out of South Alabama, round two, pick 12. Now, guys, Jared Goff needs as many weapons as he can get. And guess what? The Rams have been busy this offseason in doing just that. The Ram, uh, Enter the Rams' first selection. Uh, the starting tight end position is wide open, oh, yeah. right? Uh, he will have to beat uh, Tyler Higby, definitely doable. Uh, and Everett will, you know, having a pro comparison of Jordan Reed, to me – that that that's promising. It's yeah, it's yeah. favorable for him if he can perform like Jordan Reed and stay healthy. Unlike unlike Jordan Reed, that's you know, good Here's for him. the thing, Ted. This guy may come out of a small school, South yeah. Alabama. But let me tell you something. Six four. He is not a small guy. No. Two hundred and forty pounds. This guy excelled in pass pass blocking, by the way, and yep. run blocking. But here's where he, here's what really takes takes off for me. Yeah, one hundred and seven catches for fifteen hundred and eighty four yards. He averaged fourteen point eight yards per catch. 17 touchdowns, Ted. And by the way, this guy lined up at fullback, too. So watch mm, out for this So he guy. can block, too. He can block. He has two rushing touchdowns at fullback, Ted. <clears throat> so he can block. He can rush with the football. Yeah. He can catch the football. Yeah. Not bad. Hey, that's, that's what you want <laughs> out of your tight end, yeah. huh? That's pretty. That's pretty good pick for him. I like that. You know, and, you know, at, at minimum, he comes into L.A., and he's at least going to be the backup and will be in for a rotational role. Yeah, right? well, I mean, come on. Tell me you can't have a 240-pound fullback do some work for you. Yeah, at least protect Jared yeah. Goff at bare minimum. Yeah. yeah, so I like the pick. Good pick. One of the ones I really like. Next guy, Cooper Cup, wide receiver out of Eastern Washington. This name may ring a bell to some of you as he's been doing pretty well this uh, preseason. Yeah. Round three, pick five. Like we mentioned uh, already with the last pick, the Rams are looking to give Jared Goff more weapons. And at some point, it obviously had to include – uh, the wide receiver. the wide receiver position, right? Uh, Cub has already earned the slot role on this Rams office and should see a heavy workload. And if you haven't been paying attention to the preseason, um, you need to. Uh, and if you have been, you know they like using Mr. Cup, uh, which Cup is used to a heavy workload. Uh, just look at his college stats, Ted, Ted, You guys aren't ready. Six, yeah, two hundred and ninety-eight pounds. Ooh. He had four hundred twenty-eight catches for six thousand four hundred and sixty-four yards. But here's what really sticks out, Ted. 73 touchdowns, 73 <laughs> touchdowns, and he had, he averaged, this is his average per game, 131 yards per game receiving. Um, that, can you say workhorse? I can't, in case you guys didn't, couldn't translate that, uh, 
He can take a heavy workload. This, this is a guy that <laughs> used to be the only guy on the team that yeah. catches the ball. If this guy gets even 10 catches a game, you better watch out. And again, busy, and again, this is another small school guy yeah. that we could see perform. And it's smaller than Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Right? Smaller than this is yeah. FCS school. This, this, this is FCS school. And, guys, you know, people people knock on a lot of these FCS schools. A couple of years ago, Eastern Washington knocked off uh, Oregon State at that's home. Right, that's right. Yeah. And you know who was on that team? Who? Cooper. Huh? Mm. Huh? Very interesting. Huh? Mr. Do-It-All-Himself on that East yeah. Washington team. My Lord. Moving on. Next guy, John Johnson. Safety out of Boston College, round three, pick 27. Johnson, in college, played at the safety position and also played at the cornerback position as well. And he's listed as the third string strong safety on this Rams uh, defense. Uh, he will have to beat out Maurice Alexander and Isaiah Johnson. But with him being versatile, it makes him more valuable, more valuable to the team, oh, yeah. um, and the Rams will look to use uh, his services to help bolster this secondary. And you know, we talked yeah. about guys in the secondary, defensive back, being yeah. you know needing to be a little bit taller. Six one, two hundred five pounds, good. so yeah. he's not going to get out muscled by some of these bigger receivers. He had one hundred and sixty seven tackles, only five and a half for a loss, but he had two and a half sacks playing at the safety position, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Six interceptions. That's a that's good. Fourteen pass deflections. But here's good. where it gets nasty. Okay. He had three fumble recoveries, two forced fumbles in his final season. Nice. So that was that was just last season. All that, all that season. That's not bad. So uh, you know, this is uh this is a guy he he could work his way onto this defense. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him at corner. This season, this this Rams defense is already good, but with them adding quality, you know, yeah. solid guys in this draft, oh, yeah. that's only going to help them, right? Uh, and I like uh, – they made some smart picks, the Rams did. I, and I like they, what they, they're they doing. Some smart picks. Next pick. I love yours, This is yours, Ted. Yeah, I like this, this pick. Big pick. Yeah, I like this one. Next guy, Josh Reynolds, wide receiver out of Texas A&M, round four, pick 10. Remember when we said the Rams are looking to give Jared Goff some weapons? Well, they went out and got one of my favorite wide receivers coming out of college football. He is very dangerous. He's long, tall, good at uh, ball tracking skills when it's in the air. Oh, yeah. uh, the Rams have been lacking tall receivers. Uh, you know, for a while there, the number one guy was Tavon Austin, and he's under six foot. Um, and, you know, the Rams have drafted uh, Cooper Cup, who is 6'2". Now Josh Reynolds, who is uh, 6'3". Yep. The Rams did trade for Sammy Watkins. But let's be honest, Sammy Watkins is injury prone. The Rams also went out and picked up Robert Woods. Uh, and, of course, they have Tavon Austin. And both Cup and Reynolds will have a hill to climb. But let me tell you, I think it's a manageable hill. I think both make the, you know, yeah. obviously make the roster. Make the roster. And I think both of them, well, right now, Cooper Cup's already got the spot role. Josh Reynolds could earn an outside role. You know, and I like Josh Reynolds in the outside role. He's played both. He's played the slot. He's played outside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, you said it already. He's 6'3". He's 194 pounds. He had 164 catches, 2,788 yards mm-hmm. receiving. He averaged 17.4 yards per catch. Oh, and uh, he had 30 touchdowns. And let's not forget, he played for A&M. <laughs> yeah. They had a lot of good receivers on that team. They had a lot of good receivers and a lot of good defense and it, to play and against. And they had a, a lot of tough defenses to play against. And he had to line up against some of the best corners in college football That's over right. in the SEC. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't want to give the SEC credit a lot. You know, I know a lot of people are sore about, oh, they talk about the SEC. Um, you know, right. I don't want to get into the politics of it, but he played against some stout defenses a season he did. ago. And he put up big numbers. Yes, he did. And, I, again, those are just some of the reasons why I like Josh Reynolds. He is just a I phenomenal like, I athlete. I love his speed and his yeah. athleticism. <clears throat> I mean, I think he's going to do very well for this Rams offense. I really do. Um, it, it begs the, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to see 
where he's going to be at on this roster. And when he, he, I think he'll eventually earn a starting role. So, guys, watch out for Josh Reynolds. Moving on. we got to keep this going, Big D. Yep. Samson Abukam. Mm-hmm. Outside linebacker, Eastern Washington. That's right. Another Eastern Washington. Another small school. Yep, yep. Right? Round four, pick 19. The Rams have a good defense to begin with. We've already said that. But now you add Wade Phillips as their defensive coordinator. Uh, bring him into the situation with L.A. And it, it, it becomes a very uh, nice situation. Of it. Bookham, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, not even book, uh, uh, book him. It's all, all, all the entire defense, yeah, for the organization, yeah. He will be a backup player, and we'll have to serve for rotation. But having good quality depth to keep this defense going, it goes a long way. Plus, you can never have too many fast rushers. How many times have we said that on this show? You know, we talked about it time and again. This is a quarterback-driven league, whether people like it or not. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to get the quarterback, stop, stop these quarterbacks from getting all these passes. Samson's a big guy, 6'3", 240 pounds. Not bad. Uh, he's not, you know, he's not the most aggressive tackle. He likes to play zone. He's got four, sack, four sacks, two forced fumbles, two interceptions. He also has, Ted, he's also got a pick six. He's got a little bit of speed on him. Mm. Big boy. Uh, he took a, uh, he had an interception for a 37-yard touchdown. That ain't bad. So, uh, that was in his last season. Um, so he's he's a guy that can make big plays. Right. Uh, he's he's used to playing uh, in, a, in his own style, so I'll be curious to see. Uh, him work his way onto this defense. Yeah. Uh, but still, always good to have another pass rusher on Yeah, there. I mean, it's good to have a pass rusher. It's good to have, again, pass. good quality depth. That's what that's what it comes down to. And, that, you know, the, even the superstars get worn out. And having that backup rotational guy come in, just giving them a, a breath. Or injuries. Injuries, exactly. You know, so another solid pick by the Rams. You can't you can't complain with this draft nope. so far. Next pick, Tanzel Smart, defensive tackle out of Tulane. Round six, pick five. Again, guys, with Wade Phillips coming in, it switches the Rams' defense from a 4-3 to a 3-4. So what does this mean? In other words, the 4-3, the 4 part of it, is four defensive linemen. Down linemen, yep. Yep, and now it's going to a 3-4, so guess what? It's now three defensive linemen. Um, So this doesn't help Smart get any closer to earning a starting gig. Uh, He's got the likes of Aaron Darnold as a starter. Wow. Um, But he's holding out. So, I mean, I think he'll, he'll come back. Um, before the season starts, I'm sure. Aaron Donald, Donald wants to play. And then you've got um, behind him, Michael Brockers, another very good defensive tackle. Uh, you know, he smart isn't going to just come in and, you know, hey, I'm the starter. Yeah. But it's a smart pick. Um, he will have a, you know, hard time getting in. But when he does get in, he needs to make the most of it and be the rotational um, guy. One, one thing I'll say, Tansel Smart is a very big man. <laughs> He's 6'1", 305 pounds. That's uh, he's, he's a very large man. But here's the thing, Ted. For such a large man, he was in on a lot of plays at Tulane. He had 183 tackles, 39 and a half for a loss, Ted. Nine and a half sacks, two pass deflections, two recovered fumbles, three forced fumbles. So this is a very active defensive player. So you're telling me he's got some hustle? He's got some hustle. He could <laughs> earn his way onto this team as a rotational player. Okay. You like this pick? I do like this pick. This is one of the ones that I kind of like. Next guy. Sam Rogers, fullback out of VT, Virginia Tech, round six, pick 22. Um, okay, I did say fullback. Uh, obviously, this is not a pretty pick, but the Rams need somebody to help block for Todd Gurley. They need somebody um, to help protect Jared Goff in the pass game, right? Um, Rogers is listed as the only fullback on the roster. So, <laughs> it's his job to lose, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you draft a fullback, he's the only one on your roster. Ted, he's the guy. Ted, not so fast. 
Uh-oh. There's something you don't know about Sam Rogers. Tell me, baby. All right. He's 5'11", 230 pounds, triple threat. He's mm. a triple threat, Ted. He's a great pass blocker, but here's where he really excels. He had 165 rushes for 692 yards, averaging four yards per carry. As a fullback. Four, as a fullback, four rushing touchdowns. And, Ted, he had 72 catches out of the backfield, and you know how many yards he got, 802. He averaged 11 yards per catch as a fullback and had seven pass. He had seven receiving touchdowns, Ted, seven. I mean, if you were looking for weapons for the Rams, you just found one. This is a pick, uh, round six pick, guys. This to and me it, felt and like production. This, this made me feel like the Rams were really focused on giving Jared Goff as many weapons as possible. Weapons this and protection. Pick, this was the pick that I liked out of their draft. A guy that is such he can he's a, he's a do it all back mm-hmm. catch balls out of the backfield make plays with his feet right good pass blocker big boy yeah I mean gotta like it again fullbacks aren't pretty they're not sexy pick but this is a sexy fullback right it's a sexy, sexy fullback, fullback pick yeah and again round six you're getting that type of production the Rams I, I've noticed this trending with this draft class production yeah. that's what they're going after yeah. that's what they're getting and guess what if that transitions to the pros. Look out for the Rams. Production's coming. Yeah, yeah. Next guy. And our final guy for the L.A. Rams. Let me just adjust this here real quick, guys. We got to put that on there. Okay, there we go. All right, next guy. Juan Price, defensive end, Pittsburgh, round seven, pick 16. So let's get this out of the way. Price is undersized, Mm. and it scared a lot of NFL scouts. He's 5'11", 241 pounds. And as a defensive end, that's little. That's That's like Ted's size. That's me being a defensive end, okay? Um, I don't like that idea. There's some big boys that you'd have to go up against. But he has the chance to impress and earn a spot on this team. Athletes have defied the odds of size before, right? Yeah. They've done it. But if they're looking to use him as defensive end, they will, they will more than likely need to bulk him up, that's for sure. But to me, 5'11", 241, why not try to put him at linebacker? And Ted, I got I got I got to correct you. He's six foot tall. He's not five eleven. So okay, I'm an inch off. I got to correct you again because he didn't just play defensive end in college. Yeah, he played outside linebacker. Yeah, that's right. There we go. Uh huh. He had 143 tackles, 53 tackles for a loss, 29 and a half sacks, three pass deflections, a forced fumble, or four forced fumbles, a touchdown, and, four, and fumble recovery. Ted, he had scooping score. So he so he he's a hitter he's and a he can scoop it. He's scooping score. Mm-hmm. It's kind of speedy. But Ted, yeah. I don't like his pick. You don't like it? I don't like his pick. Why? Because Ted, there were better there were better players available in this draft. Big D, there's it's round seven. I don't care. Okay. I like it. I just I think they need to put him at linebacker. If they put him at linebacker, to me it makes more sense. You you're gonna you're gonna give your recap, Ted. Give, give us the recap. <laughs> give it give it give us the number. LA Bruins recap great uh their draft grade is kind of stuttered there a little bit. Coming up. The Rams did not have a first round draft pick, but they look to make the most of what they had. Uh, the thing that stuck out to me in this draft class was um, get Jared Goff weapons. Protect Jared Goff. That's what they're looking for. Yeah. They, they focused on Jared uh, Goff this draft. Um, they grabbed some defensive players for depth and rotation to keep uh, that defense field, which they need with the NFC West, right? Um, and like I said just a second ago, um, the other thing that stuck out to me is they got production guys. They got guys that went out and produced when they were in college they're looking for that same, you know, type of production um, going into the pros. I got to give them a B plus. I you really can't knock a whole lot of Ted, what they did. Ted, I'm going to knock them. You're a knock them. Knock them. In fact, 
the Rams are going to get something that I haven't handed out in a minute. Ted, they're getting dope. They're getting a dope. I'm going to give them a C plus. All right, C plus. I'm giving them a C plus. You listen to me. When you when you have a, an, an offense that stat, that struggled and was so stagnant last season, mm-hmm. and you only spend, you don't spend all your picks on offense. They didn't even get any offensive linemen. And, and we saw how many times Jared Goff got hit last season. We saw yep. how many times he had to pick himself up. They wasted their picks in the later rounds when they could have still gotten good offensive linemen. This, here's a couple picks that really stick out to me. Okay, John Johnson is a pick that sticks out to me. Is he a good player? Yes. But mm-hmm. at this position, round three, pick 91, you can wait on a John Johnson and get yourself an offensive tackle. We saw teams in the third round still Very picking true. up offensive linemen. This really upset me. That you're, this really upset me because we saw how many, we saw how many times Jared Goff got sacked last season. He yeah. plays in a very aggressive division. This very aggressive. I'm not impressed with this. I think we're, that's where a major fault for me. I think that was the biggest knock for me was that you know they got the fullback for protection for Jared Goff uh, and for a production guy, but you know they didn't get any offensive and, line. And they're round four pick. They're round four pick. No knock on Samson Abukum. He's a, he's a talented player. Right. In round four, there's still offensive linemen available. They should have so, gotten two offensive linemen at least in this draft. So, so you like the tight end? I like the tight end. You like end. the wide receivers? I love the wide receivers, and I do like the fullback. The fullback for me was a steal for them. <clears throat> but you should have defensive think, players. They, they should have went all offense. They should have went all offense. That's how you feel. I feel I feel that they did not need to go with some of these defensive positions think, that they went to. I think. And if they did, they could have waited. I think that's why I didn't give them an A in this one is because they didn't go get an offensive lineman. If they had got one offensive lineman, it would have been at least an A minus. I would have, I would have definitely given them a B plus, A minus if they would have at least targeted that major issue, and that was yeah. a huge problem for them. And we haven't seen them do anything in free agency about it either. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, oh, we've got a plan to protect our quarterback. I understand, get him some weapons, but it doesn't matter how many weapons you have if you don't, you know. It, it's just like the old saying: it doesn't matter how many guns you've got if you don't got any bullets. That's true. Very true. Um, oh, Ted, we yeah. got a call. We got a call in. We got a call. Oh boy, I wonder who this could be. Um, actually, I think I know who that is. And how long has he been on, been on there? Fifty seconds, not long. All right, we're gonna keep going. Um, we're actually what we're gonna actually do right now is go through the. Typically, we go to commercial break at this point. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to. We're gonna go right through the New England Patriots draft yep, recap. Let's do it. Yeah. Go to commercial and talk to caller. I believe this is our. Good buddy, Osmos Thomas. I talk to fantasy be. football with this guy. So please stay tuned if you want to hear some fantasy football advice. For now, New England Pages Trap Recap. Here we go. First guy, Derek Rivers, defensive end out of Youngstown State. Round three, pick 19. Rivers looked promising during this offseason, and it looked like he had a good shot at winning the starting job, right? But during the offseason, unfortunately, he had an ACL tear. Um, you know, it, it, what, what sticks out to me is they lost Chris Wong. They lost Jabal Sheard. Uh, Barkevis Mingo. All those guys went to free agency. They're gone. Uh, we didn't know this when they – they didn't know this when they drafted them. Right, right. But, um, but Rob Nikovich retired, right? Um, you know, tearing your ACL is very unfortunate, no matter who you are. But when it's one of you, these young bucks just getting into the National Football League, um, you have to feel for that player. You have to feel for that athlete. Um, they get the, their dream comes true, and then it gets put on hold. Uh, Rivers will look to recover and get back to compete for a starting job next season. But, you know. Yeah, I don't like his pick. You don't like his pick? I don't like his pick. Not only uh, did the Patriots 
not only should the Patriots have paid attention to their scouting report, this is not the first time that Derek Rivers has been injured. He is actually kind of injury prone. He was injured. Tell uh, us, man. He was injured a season before uh, where he sat basically the entire season, and when he came back from injury last season, he only accumulated 12 tackles on the sack. That man, that's that's very poor production. Uh, and he, you know, he's a big guy, six five, two hundred five pounds, but he plays defensive end. If, if you've only got one sack and you're that size at defensive end, there, that is a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it does not bode well for his career if he's already suffering lower body injuries. Sure. We've talked about this. Offensive linemen, they go low. It's true. Bring, bring down defensive linemen. That's, that's what they're taught, and that bodes very ill for them. Next guy, Antonio Garcia, offensive tackle out of Troy, round three, pick 21. Protecting Tom Brady is a top priority. And if there's a weakness on this Patriots roster, it's definitely their offensive line. Um, so they got a big man oh, to, help ensure, right. <laughs> to help ensure that they take care of that priority and protecting Tom Brady. Even though uh, Garcia is a left tackle, he may be asked to be used at other positions uh, on this offensive line to help sure it up, right? Um, and at, at the worst right now, he's a, he's a solid backup, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's not bad for him. Um, he was proje- projected to go in the second round. Patriots got him in the third. Good value. Um, great pickup. I like his pick. This is a great pick. Uh, here's something, Ted. Go. Antonio Garcia, I want to put into perspective how big of a guy this is. 6'7", 302 pounds. He's not just a big guy. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. And you know what, Ted? He's a big boy that's going to get <laughs> Cha-ching, baby. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. We, we've all seen it. Uh, Tom Brady, right now, as far as it goes, he is the measuring stick when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL, oh, yeah. as far as success goes. And if there's one thing that's going to get you paid the big bucks, it's protecting Tom Brady. Very true. And doing it well. And doing it well. Next guy, Ted. Dietrich Wise, defensive end. Arkansas. Arkansas. Sorry. Arkansas. <laughs> Round four, pick 25. As mentioned earlier, the Patriots lost Chris Long, Jabal Sheard, Marquise Mingo, and Rob Nikovich. On top of that, Derek Rivers, the other defensive end that was drafted, tore his ACL during the offseason. Wise has got good length. He's 6'5", has a 35-inch arm length, 35-inch and 5'8", so if you want to get real technical. But uh, two of their four picks have been pass rushers. The Patriots knew coming into this draft they needed to get some defensive ends, and they did that. Uh, Both pass rushers are athletic and versatile, um, and I like – we, you know, we we have said it before. Six We're going to say it again. again. You can never have too many passes. You can never have it. And guess what? This guy, this is this is one of my favorite picks for the Patriots, Ted. Well, there ain't very many. There's not very many. <laughs> it's one of my favorite ones out of the ones they made. Uh, 6'5", 271 pounds. He had 112 tackles. 23 were for a loss. He had 16 and a half sacks in the SEC, Ted. 16 and a half sacks in the SEC. That's good, man. That's where they protect their running backs and quarterbacks. That's crazy. He had six pass deflections. He had one fumble recovery. But here's where here's what you're gonna like, Ted. He had four forced fumbles, and most of them came on sacks. Ted. Mm. He's a hitter. He's he's a guy that likes to hit people. And <laughs> I like people that like to hit people. You like you like defense. I love though. that defense. Come on. Big D. You right like the, the you like you like big clean D, don't you? I do. I do. Well, good deep play. Good deep play. Good ball skills. Yes, absolutely. Next guy, Connor McDormand. I almost said Connor McGregor there right there. Connor McGregor is going to be playing offensive line. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Connor McDormand, uh, offensive tackle out of UCLA, round six, pick 28. If you didn't notice, the Patriots have four picks. Okay? This is their last pick of the four. <laughs> two have been pass rushers. Two have been offensive linemen. So, this may be a later pick. 
but this was a solid pick. Standing at 6'8". No kidding. 6'9". Oh, you got a 6'9"? 6'9", and 310 pounds, Ted. This is a guy <laughs> that should help plug a hole in the offensive line. <laughs> if there's not a place for this guy on this offensive line, I don't know what to say. He may serve as a backup offensive line coach, uh, Dante uh, Skarnikia, loves to develop late-round prospects. He loves to do that. He said it before, and uh, I, I, he's got to be excited to develop this guy. This guy, okay, this is the guy that the Rams should have been looking at. <laughs> All right, third round. This should have, you know, this is the guy you pick up. 6'9", 310 pounds. Ted, he's versatile, too. He played guard and offensive tackle. Mm. A little over back there. And he played on both sides, right and left, at the tackle position. So he knows how to play almost virtually his entire offensive line. Uh, and, you know, coming in at 6'9", 310 pounds, uh, he, he's going to be tough to get around. That's a large frame yeah. to be getting around. Yeah, that's, like I said, if they, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a boy that could plug a hole. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And with four picks, Ted. Four picks. Mm-hmm. Let's get, let's get some good picks in there. Yeah, not bad. Draft grade, guys, for the Patriots is coming up. The Patriots struggled to protect Tom Brady last year. And with half of their draft picks, they saw out to address that issue. They lost several pass rushers. And with the other half of their picks, they went after pass rushers. I would like to have seen them uh, go after at least another w- one other position. Um, but with – only having four picks, it's hard to spread the love. Uh, solid class for the no, for the number of picks. Um, and let's not kid ourselves. It's not like this team wasn't going to be playoff bound even without these picks, right? I mean, they're going to go playoffs. I gave them a B minus. Not not so fast, Dad. I'm going to give them a weak B. Give them I a love the B. offense. I love the offensive line picks, but that first pick really had me scratching my head. Defensive end from Youngstown State. You could have got a much more productive defensive player on the um, board still. Well, I mean, his teammate, Avery Moss. Yeah, you could have gotten Avery <laughs> yeah. Moss, you know. Um, but, you know, you, you don't want to single a guy out like that. But yeah. when, you've got, when you've got a history of injury yeah. and you're needing a starter, you Very need true. a starter now. Yeah. The Patriots needed guys that could essentially learn their system and come in possibly right now because, uh, you know, yeah, they didn't know Ninkovich wasn't going to come back, but they, did, right. they knew they didn't have the ball here. They knew that they didn't have uh, these other guys on their team anymore. Uh, so that, to me, I, I couldn't give them a B plus. I had to give them a weak B just because uh, I felt like there were better pass rushers available and they could have could have gotten one of them. Yeah. You know, I think you and I are both in agreement here. Uh, three out of their four picks were good. Yeah. Three so, out of four, not bad. Uh, yeah, and you said a weak B, so would you give them a B minus then? Is that where you're at? So we're on the same page. Yeah. Okay. I like both of those. Big D, I think it's time for commercial break here. Commercial. Um, I know you got to get that queued up here. Listen, guys, stay tuned. Fantasy football advice coming up with our good buddy, Awesome Awesome Thomas. He's a great man. Loves fantasy football like we do. Uh, need to get him on the show more often, though, with Big D. Attention business owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. 
Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detectives' quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. All right, guys, we are back after the commercial break. And during the commercial break, we're bringing you guys breaking news. Big time news, Ted. Big news. news, unfortunately. Yes, unfortunately it's sad, but it is breaking. Chiefs starting running back Spencer Ware is out for the season with a torn PCL. Now, remember, guys, this is something to keep in mind. We had a guy come on, Ron Dixon. We didn't just have um, a guy. Yeah, we it was Ron Dixon. Oh, God. Yeah, we had Ron Dixon come on, talked about his uh, career ending, and it was because of, his, of a PCL tear as well. This is devastating news for Spencer Ware. But, um, you know, we, we, I got to hope that he comes back and he's able to play. You, you know? know, we've talked about it before, but it's, it, yeah. it is just a shame when you hear these guys go down. I mean, we can't say it enough. This is a very uh, contact field game. Yeah. But, again, it can change it on a dime. Absolutely. You, you, you know, it happens to all these players, the talented players. We <clears throat> saw uh, the injury to Julian Edelman. Yeah. Uh, you know, none, that, that's the thing people don't understand a lot of times is these injuries, you know, you're lucky if you don't get injured. That's, yeah. it's, it's not that, oh, everybody, you know, can't get injured. It, you're lucky if you it's, don't. It's a, brutal, it's, it's a brutal sport. It really is. Now, something to keep in mind now, uh, again, we wish Spencer Ware a speedy recovery here at Straight Football Talk, but uh, something to keep in mind with Spencer Ware's injury is now Kareem Hunt. He's got to step up and be fast for the Chiefs. Yeah. And to keep in mind, guys, 
this is gonna, this could be another solid quality back for you guys to pick up a fantasy football. Speaking of fantasy football, we got a caller on the line. Let's go, let's go after that. Hello, caller. I know you've been waiting a while, but I do believe this is awesome, Austin Thomas. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Oh, just talking football, man. How are you doing? Good, good. At the grocery store while I'm talking to you guys. How's how's everything going on up in Toledo? It's going, it's going. (laughs) What about down south? But but Austin, tell me. How you doing? Hey Dallas, how you doing? <laughs> how you feeling about your How you feeling about your beloved Eagles? Well, I think we're uh, heading in the right direction coming uh, out of the third preseason game, but I think we can uh, all look forward to the regular season and we open up against the Redskins and hopefully we can uh, get a win. Absolutely, and you know Austin. We, we we talked about this before. Um, the Eagles are looking to help bolster that cornerback position. That's probably their biggest need on the defense. Um, they went out and got McDougal um, and traded uh, Brock. You, how do you feel about that trade? Uh, I, I like Terrence Brooks, but I mean, let, let's face it, he wasn't going to be a starter. The best he could do is yeah. potentially move down into a starting nickel role, but. I think yeah. after the trade for um, Darby, we put Patrick Robinson in there, and he's been filling in pretty good. So Brooks was just a third guy or a depth player, and we're, we went out and got uh, McDougal, like you said, and hopefully bloister the cornerback position a little bit more. Yeah, and I mean, especially with going up against all, the offenses that you're going to be facing this, yeah. se- this season. I mean, the Eagles, they need to get that going. Yeah, I mean, you just saw the Giants put up 32 points in the season. So, I mean – yeah. There's nothing to sneeze at. No. Offensively. Awesome. We've got people on yes, on Facebook wanting some fantasy football stuff uh, answered. I know you love fantasy oh, yeah? football. I mean, I mean, you uh, kind of like it. it, right? I <laughs> love it, man. We've only been, we've only been mock drafting all all off season, right? <laughs> right, right. I don't have my name so, on a trophy for nothing, right? That's true. Right. I'm I, I'm in that same league. I'm trying to get my name on that trophy. But fun fact about about the Bears team on that uh, in that league yeah. is what was it? I had the third most scored points, and I've been there for thirty three years, right? And that and wasn't that the stat you gave? Yes, sir. So I mean, not doing bad. I just need to get that that championship. Don't forget. Yeah. You, you just need to get over that hump. But yeah, I got. I've got to get over that hump. Awesome. Get these guys for some fun facts. You want to you want to do fun facts? You got some for us, Big D? I got something for you, Austin. I'm gonna test your football knowledge. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh man, sure. Oh, we real go. quick though, real quick before yeah. you say start this D. Um, I just also want to mention about the the Spencer Ware thing. He is getting the second yeah. opinion. So he he's not he's not officially on IR yet because he wants to get that a second opinion, but. He right now the the fear is that he has a torn PCL and he will be out for the season. Yeah. So in case anybody didn't hear that uh, on Facebook, Spencer Ware is getting a second opinion. It's not a, he's not officially on the IR yet until he gets that second opinion. Off the okay, Big D. Uh, fun fact of the day. All right. First off, who holds the most rushing yards in Patriots history? <laughs> Patriots history. Patriots. Oh history. man. Patriots. History. 
Patriots history. It's a blast from the past, too. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think here. A part a part of me wants to say Kevin Falk, but I don't think that's it. I'm going to say, because um, this is a little ways back, right? It's a ways back. It's yeah. ways back. It's a ways back. Um, so it's, is it before the Belichick era? Mm-hmm. Before Belichick. Okay. Uh, oh, boy. I think it was like, oh, my gosh. Is it Sam Cunningham? Sam Cunningham, 5,453 yards. And I, I think that's a little before my time there, remember. boys. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, this one will be right <laughs> in you guys' time. Somebody, this is going to be a speed question here. Who's the all-time leading scorer for the Patriots? <laughs> is it uh, Stephen Guskowski? Stephen Guskowski, 1,400. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say that, too. Funny. Yeah. All right. Well, this one's going to be tougher. All right. Okay. okay. What was the nickname for the Rams from 1999 to 2000? They had a nickname. The greatest. The greatest show on turf. On turf. Yes, yeah. Sir. Greatest show on turf. Yeah. The greatest show on turf. How many numbers have the Rams retired, and who were they? Well, they've retired three, four, three, three. Marshall Falk's one. Marshall Falk. Okay. Yeah. Um. Mm, two others. Man, this is a tough one. I think he's got us, Austin. This is a good. This is a tough one. It's not correct. Uh, I didn't come up with these. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys, you guys want them? Yeah, yeah go for I don't it. know who okay. they are. So the Rams have retired three numbers. The first was Marshall Falk, number twenty-eight. Yeah, but before him was Jackie Slater, number seventy-eight. Okay. Oh, tackle. oh, and then Isaac be Bruce, receiver. number eight. Isaac Bruce. Was, yep. Yeah. I just thought of that when you said that. Yeah. Wow, Big D, you stumped us a little bit. Yeah. You stumped us a little bit. I had to get after you guys. Got to keep in the Yeah, greatest show on Thursday. Show on Thursday. Oh, all right, awesome, Austin. Fantasy football. Um, I, do you have a Do you have a list of players? Up on in front of you. I don't need no list. I got it memorized in my head, man. People need no list. You hear Love that? it. All right. So that's how much what, I do this. What players are you not drafting? What player is it like? Give me two or three players. You are just like nope, not even worth drafting at all. Well, does it matter the round? Because it matters. It, no. I mean, period on your draft board. You're just like, there's no way. No way? Just no way all together, yeah. huh? Well, right. I am staying away from Eddie Lacy. That is my first guy yeah. that I can think of. Dude, that's a great one. That's a great one. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Lacy has not looked good in Seattle. In fact, Chris Carson has looked the best out of all the running backs in that, in that backfield. <laughs> and I just, I just don't like – I just don't like, you know – all the all the mouths they have to feed there, you know. They got Lacey, they got Rawls, they got Procise, and now they got this Carson yeah. dude that's just blown up. So Lacey might not even be the starter, and I don't even want to be a part of him moving forward. You know, you know, you know who I don't even want to be a part of, and it's sad, especially where where he's at, listed at um, to be drafted. Right, what round? I think it's like round three. Uh, Sammy Watkins. I hate saying that. I love Sammy when he's healthy, but I just no. 
it, for me to pick him, it had to be Wade Bates. Yeah, that's a, I, I have to agree. Uh, I, I don't want any part of Sammy Watkins. Um, you know, I just feel like he's a player that's on the downtrend right now, unfortunately. And also, you know, we just talked about the Rams after recap. I, I'm not even I'm not even sure that Sammy Watkins is going to be the guy you look at receiver wise as one of the key weapons in St. Louis. I think I think Cooper Sammy Watkins. Don't even get me started on Cooper Cup, man. I love he's, that he's one, and, and you know what? Yeah. You know what? It, it, it's sad. It's sad when they're benching him as a healthy scratch in the third preseason game because they don't want him to get hurt. Horton, he yeah. is to this they, offense they, right now. A rookie. They, they want him to A play. rookie. So I, I, yeah, I expect big things from Mr. Cooper Cup. You know, I suspect he's going to be a fixture in that offense. I like Cooper Cup, and if he's available to you oh, in yeah. the rounds or even yeah. earlier on, yeah. that might not be a pick. Worth, that might be a pick worth, worth snatching up. Very, very true. Right, very right. True. But the, you, you haven't really mentioned a player that you're completely staying away from. You know what? Uh, you agreed with me on Sammy. I, but I, I got to agree on Sammy. But, you know, Ted, there's, there's, there's a few players that you just don't want any part of. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something a little controversial. Okay. I'm staying away from Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. Period. There's a good chance that he's going to be suspended for, you know, quite a while. Even if he does get it overturned, he's going to be suspended. At that point, I just don't know if Ezekiel Elliott is worth my time and investment when I can get a starting running back that's going to start for me right now. But there are a lot of good running backs on board, and I just don't like the idea of, of even having him on my team, taking up a spot where I could potentially have two guys that start. So you have so many good running backs that are going to be playing. Yeah, I, I think I'm staying away from Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I think for me, Ezekiel Elliott is fine, but not round one. Yeah. So, you know, round two or three, maybe. What, do you agree, Austin? Yeah, I agree with the the first round is I think is too early, depending on what or league you're in. But round one is just too early. Round two or three is more safe. And yeah. if you can get him in two or three, and he's going to be a running back, make sure you get McFadden or something. Yeah, so, yeah. Get the get the handcuff. Yeah, get, get that handcuff. If you're gonna draft, you have to get the handcuff. Yeah. Um, I think a guy that I'm staying away from quarterback position is Tyrod Taylor. Uh, the guy can play, but he's losing his weapons. He's getting concussed. Um, I'm not saying I would never draft him, but he's already a late pick, so that already almost bumps him out of my you know uh, possible possibilities. You know. Yeah, I have to say, I'm gonna go ahead and stay away from Cam Newton, Ted. Cam? I'm going to stay away from Cam Newton. Uh, okay. Cam Newton's been a guy that just over the last couple of seasons, really, has not been very consistent uh, in terms of scoring points and, and driving that offense So you're forward. not drafting him at all? I would, I would stay away from Cam Newton. Wow. quarterbacks on board. Uh, I think uh, the division that he's in, the defenses that he's going to play against, and the way that he's played, uh, he's going to have to really step it up and, and prove himself this year, in my opinion, for me to even consider. I, I don't like it. I actually like Cam this year. What about you, Austin? I like Cam too, not as a QB one, but definitely like a backup or you know a, um, yeah. a flyer later around. But when when you got when you got McCaffrey, you can just dub the ball off to him. He's like he's going to be like the next Danny Woodhead type of player. You know, that's someone that you want on your offense. Right. You, Kelvin Benjamin, despite the off season weight issues, he's playing phenomenal right now. Yeah, so, he is. He's on fire. Right. So Cam is slowly 
going up my board a little bit, but still not quite in the QB1 yeah. range for me. Right. He's not He's not a QB1 in my opinion either, although I will, I'm going to have to agree with Austin. If he's available on your board in, in, a, in a, you know, in a round two, round three scenario, and you need a quarter, or, you know, later rounds even, and you need a quarterback, right, there you he's, go. He's, he's a guy that you can pick up yeah. and, and have still have a solid backup. I think another guy for me that I'm staying away from, and I just I don't know why I'm really not liking it, and it's another quarterback, Austin. It's uh, Alex Smith. Uh, Alex Agreed. Smith, if you want 10 points every week, you're going to get your 10 points, but you're going to yeah. do that. I would stay away from Alex. He's running out of weapons quick. Yeah. Uh, with Spencer Ware going down, that certainly doesn't help him. And really, Jeremy look Macklin at the, going. Yeah, yeah, and Jeremy Macklin going. You look at that offense, and you just you just ask yourself, well, who is Alex Smith going to throw to? Harvey Kill. That's, that's it. And Travis Kelsey. I want to keep forgetting about guys. What about you, Austin? What do you feel about how do you feel about Alex Smith? That's it. All right, thank you. You too. Sorry about that. But um, yeah, Alex Smith. I mean, <laughs> I agree with you guys. Alex Smith. I mean, he he has a you know pretty much a floor and a ceiling of 15 points. Sometimes he'll get you more. Yeah. He won't go no less. Yeah. But it's not someone you want as your starter. Uh, you guys. Right. The head on the nail, Tyreek Hill, he just lost his starting running back. Kareem Hunt looked good, but he's still a rookie. We don't know what he'll do throughout a course of a season. Yeah. He, he, he just, I don't know, man, I would stay away from him. And let's not forget, Patrick Mahomes is behind him, and he has looked solid. So, if oh, Alex yeah. just looks up at any great. point. That's my boy <laughs> right there. Uh, you know, <laughs> but I don't like, I don't even like his chances of flourishing in the office. With so few weapons. Oh, I do. I have to I, if Patrick Mahomes earns a starting job, I, I think, I think uh, Patrick Mahomes' stock rises, obviously, if he's a starter. But on top of that, Tyreek Hill's uh, stock rises because he can throw the deep ball. He can. So I like uh, that a lot. But right now, I'm going to Alex Smith for the foreseeable future. And, and guys, I, I don't think Alex Smith's. What? I'm, I'm going to add one more quarterback to this list. Sure. I'm going to add Dak Prescott. Oh boy! Here we go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Are you showing your bias here? Be honest with the people. No, no, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna show my bias. All right. I'm gonna build off what Dallas said about Zeke. Zeke is gonna be out right now for six games, depending on on the suspension. Darren McFadden. He's past his prime. He can't play a full 16 games. You really trust Darren McFadden to run the ball for you? Alfred Morris is getting old. He was never that home run slammer anyway. He's more of a in between the tackles guy. So now you have to rely on Dak Prescott throwing the ball more, which he did all right at last year, but he's not, that's not something you want him to do. You don't want him to pass 30, 40 times a game. That's just not Dak Prescott. So, right. Yeah, I have to now, agree on that to a degree. Go, go ahead, Austin. No, go on. Uh, well, I have to agree a little bit on that. I don't think you completely stay away from Dak Prescott because I think he's still going to give you some points. He'd make a solid backup. But right now, I have to say, I, I don't like Dak Prescott's chances of putting up the numbers that he put up last season because mm-hmm. if you look at what happened in the playoffs last year, uh, you know, when, they, when he was forced to throw the ball a lot, he, he made a lot of mistakes. He threw, the inter- he threw interceptions, threw a lot of incompletions in the playoffs when he was forced to throw it more than he was to run it. Uh, and he's yep, not going to yep. be able to, you know, he's not going to be able to run the ball like he did last year because he doesn't have that option of, you know, dumping the ball off to Zeke if he gets in trouble. Here's my thinking with Dak. Here's 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 the Bears synopsis. Um, you look at Dak Prescott. Um, you look at what 
quarterback ahead of him in fantasy um, ranking is Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Andrew Luck, and Kirk Cousins. So first off, for me, Andrew Luck being in that conversation doesn't even that, make sense crazy. because yeah. he's been hurt. Um, you know, obviously well, Andrew Luck is – Andrew Luck's only going to miss a week or two right now. So well, even still – even still, I mean, I'm, you know. In terms of production. I would, if, if you look back in the later round, if you're expecting Dak Prescott to put up numbers like Kirk Cousins did, who was a top five quarterback last year, or Matt Ryan, or Drew Brees, right? If you're expecting that kind of production, um, you could get almost the same amount, if not pretty darn close um, to that production with Jameis Winston is what I'm expecting with him this year. Marcus Mariota, I'm expecting big things from him. Big Ben Roethlisberger, I'm expecting big things from him. You know, you got well, to so you got, so you got these guys in the later rounds, and to me, it's just not worth picking up Dak in the third, fourth, fifth round. To me, it's not, not worth it. Three twenty nine. Well, they both have two scribbles. All right. Oh, I got them. Three. So, um, are you? Um... <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Do what the top of the sound like. You there, Austin? I'm cashing out. You're cashing out. <laughs> so, I mean, would you agree with that? With what I'm saying about Dak Prescott, which is, you've got guys that are later who have more upside. For the same amount of upside, if not more, um, than Dak, like Big Ben, um, Jer- James Winston, Marcus yeah. Mariota, you know, you got these guys that I would I would trust more than Dak. Oh, for sure, and that's what I'm saying about Dak. He's going. I've seen a lot of times where he's been a top five quarterback off the board. I just don't agree with that. And some people are do the whole no RB strategy. I'm one of those people that believe in no QB strategy. You take the quarterback as late as you can. He could be your last starter, and you can yep. get a guy like Philip Rivers, like you said, or Big Ben, who can be very serviceable yeah, yeah. for you. Yeah. And, and guys, he, he's, he's, he's not going to put up. Go ahead. I'm just going to say, if you're, uh, he might not put up the Aaron Rodgers-type numbers on a weekly basis, but he, he's going to get you at least 20 points. Yeah. Well, and speaking from experience of having uh, Philip Rivers on my team, you know, I can tell you guys that he's a guy that can average you some, some solid points. He's going to have a solid average. Whatever to take your receipt. Thank you. You know, and I think I think I would rather, if you're going to draft that quarterback that early, and if you decide in between Kirk Cousins or Jackson, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Cousins, especially the connection that he had with Phil prior to now. That seems like that's going to be a match made in heaven. You know, I didn't see what Kirk Cousins this year. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, Dak Dak Prescott's getting drafted, you know, as the best quarterback in his division. And you know what? I would probably put him at the third or fourth spot right now. Right. Well, and again, you bring up quarterbacks in your position. You could go and get a guy, um, Austin, you may know who this is. I'm not sure. Uh, Carson Wentz, he's like almost at the very bottom of the draft board. And I think that's actually great. Yeah. Um, He's got so many weapons. There's so many weapons that he has behind Sam Bradford. I mean, how the heck did that happen? Yeah. Hey, he was behind Sam Bradford a little bit last year. Yeah, for a lot, last year. But, you know, had been, then he starts on the ball and put it together. Carson Wentz had some really good games last year. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad we he did. He did. Awesome. And 
He did. I, I hate talking about the Eagles. I really do because I hate sounding biased. But, but let's face it, Carson Wentz, he has a full – first off, Lane Johnson is going to play a full 16 games as of right now. He's not going to be suspended for 10 mm-hmm. games. And after Lane mm-hmm. got suspended and he was out, that's when Carson's production started to dip a little bit and everyone started to notice. Right. Well, so and now uh, you, you got, know, when you, you got him back – Go ahead. You got him back, and then let's not forget about the elephant in the room. Jeffrey is on the team now. We actually have a legit yeah. receiver to throw the ball to. Yeah. You know, and again, we talk about it, Big D. You got to pay the big boys the big bucks. When you lose arguably your top offensive lineman protecting your quarterback, uh, that doesn't bode well. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But you know what, though? I, I have to say, I, I'm actually, he's one of those quarterbacks. He and Kirk Cousins, you guys definitely want to keep an eye on this year. They could light it up. If well, you. honestly, if it's a decision between Carson I, I'm drafting, if I'm drafting Carson Wentz or Kirk Cousins and I'm trying to decide, I'm going to go with Wentz because I, I, I truly believe Carson Wentz has that potential and that upside, especially when you're looking at, he's at the bottom yeah. of the draft yeah, board sure. of, of fantasy. And then, and if you're going to draft a, a in round three or four, uh, I'm going wide receiver or running back there. Or, heck, even tight end. Travis yeah, Kelsey's no, I, there. I, um, I like that a lot better than going after a, get support, or going after a, get a quarterback early when a guy like Winston Wentz is sitting Ted, way back there. Ted, this is the perfect time to talk about what receivers that awesome Austin would pick in the draft and which ones he would stay away from, Ted. Well, yeah, I, I, Austin, I, I think it's a great time. What's the wide receiver? I talked about Sammy Watkins. Um that you are just like, no way. I I bring this up because you also drafted uh, Dez Bryant in the first round last year, and uh, that really burnt you. Yeah, that hurt, didn't it? Yeah, the drafting Dez last year was kind of a bummer. I mean, I had high expectations, and Dez being my first rounder kind of put a dagger in my season. But um, I'm going to hold off on the people who I would avoid. Well, let's stick with the – you guys picked Sammy Watkins for a no for the Rams. I want to mm-hmm. say – Chris Hogan as a yes for the Patriots. Julian Edelman was out with an injury. He's out for the season. Chris Hogan stepped up in that game, and he exploded. He's going to be Tom Brady's new Julian Edelman, and he will will, uh, show up for fantasy owners this season. Oh, yeah, I agree. You know, and if you look at the way Chris Hogan, and I hate to bring it up, but I'm not being biased here. The way Chris Hogan played against the Steelers in the playoff and the AFC Championship game, he tore that defense up. Chris Hogan can play. Right. Uh, he, he, reminds, he, he can ball out. He reminds you of Wes Welker when uh, him and Brady uh, were playing the AFC Championship game last year. Um, I love the I love the, that you bring up Chris Hogan because of Julian Edelman. Uh, like we talked about earlier, I think everybody's stock, uh, Patriots wide receivers' stock rose, rose right because there. of Brandon it. Um, yeah, Brandon and Gridkowski. I think his he, his stock's already high, but if with this Edelman injury, it just solidifies his high stock. Ten, ten, right, right, something. Here's a, here's a receiver we should be keeping an eye on this year, Corey Davis. <laughs> you were, huh? Nate, uh, you know, I think I think for any Titan wide receiver, I got to get him late because there's so many good ones. There's a lot it's, of it's good kinda, ones. It's kind of it's kind of like the Eagles. Um, no offense to Awesome Austin's team here, but it, unless, unless his name Je- his name's Jeffrey, I'm probably going to stay away from him for a while. Yeah, yeah. I do right. like Nelson Aguilar. And, Aguilar and, is. Like Thank round twelve, Lord. round thirteen. Good. So, yeah. I I, mean, I don't I don't know, Dallas. I think Corey Davis, especially where where his value is, he's a couple picks under Eric Decker. I don't know about you, but I'd rather have Eric Decker over Corey Davis right now. 
who's proven. Yeah. He's proven. He's done I mean, it. He's he's done well for every team he's played on, even the Jets. We all know how bad the Jets are, and he showed up there. <laughs> so would you rather have Eric Decker or Corey Davis in the same exact round? Well, um, yeah. and isn't isn't Decker the slot guy too? He's a slot guy though, right? Yeah. So I mean, he that that that's a good pick. Still, so, yeah, it's a solid pick. I can agree with that. Um, I'll tell you, Austin. I mentioned this guy earlier for wide receivers that I'm 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 looking out for, and I'm going to try to get Terrell Pryor. I mentioned the connection with him and Kirk Cousins. Um, this seems it seems legit. This isn't no offseason yeah. talk. You know, this this seems to be a good match for both both guys. What do you think? Oh, for sure, and I don't know how, how in-depth you guys look at practices for teams, but Terrell Pryor was burning Josh Norman in practice. Yeah, One of the best corners yeah. in the league, yeah. and you're burning him. So, yeah, I, yeah. I like Pryor a lot, and he's, he's the best receiver on the team now. And yeah. this is, I what, mean, his I, second, I really third think... year as a receiver? He's only going to get better. Right. I think, I think Pryor is really – I think he's poised. For a superstar year, yeah, I really he, do. I, I think he's 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 right on the cusp of, of doing some big things this year. So um, if you're if he falls to you in your draft, you need a receiver. Mm-hmm. You need somebody that might that's going to put up some consistent numbers. Look no further. Because I think Terrell Pryor is going to be that guy. I think a guy that I'm going to actually stay away from this year. I had him last year, and I ended up trading him, which was good. But um, Demarius Thomas, he's already hurt with a groin injury again. Um, he had that problem last year, um, and there's already weapons. For Simeon to throw to, yep. uh, I think especially with how high they have Demarius Thomas, I'm waiting for a while to draft him. Ted, this hurts my soul to say it. I'm going to surprise you with my pick of staying away. What? Jordy Nelson. You're staying away from your buddy Jordy I'm Nelson. Stay away from my buddy Jordy. Jordy, I love you, but you just get hurt so much. So. And there's a lot much. of weapons. And there's a lot of weapons on that offense, guys. I've seen people drafting Jordy Nelson in the first round and the second round. If you're going to draft Jordy Nelson, I wouldn't draft him that high. Yeah, they've got him right there. Let's see, one, yeah, two, one, three, four, five, six wide receiver. Uh, when, when you've got, I mean, if you've got guys like Mike Evans on your board, guys like Antonio Brown, guys, even A.J. Green uh, or Michael Thomas even, are, are to me much money in the bank picks. In, instead of Jordy, um, all these guys, if they're on your board before, you know, when you get to the point where you're drafting a receiver, you can pass on Jordy Nelson for a round or two, I think. I think I'd stay away from Jordy with the amount of receivers there are that can produce, you know, that stay healthy. I don't know if you guys talked about this at all or mentioned it, but Jordy Nelson also said that he plans on playing another two to four years. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I, that was what, yeah. two days ago he yeah. said? Yeah, it was a couple of days ago. Um, a, a player, another player I'm going to mention to avoid, he's not, you know, a couple of years ago he was a big guy, but um, he, he's definitely going to later rounds now. But Alan Hearns, I would stay away from him. Yeah. He was the number two yeah. guy last year. He had a horrible year, and he's just decreasing on uh, Jacksonville's roster. Marquise Lee, if he comes back healthy, he's he was phenomenal for them last year. D.D. Westbrook has looked great in preseason. Plus, the quarterback issue is something to be wary about. Yes. Yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, Blake Bortles, you know, he's named the starter, but again, uh, you know, he hasn't really performed that that well. No, he hasn't. You know, five interceptions in one practice is not promising. 
and how no, it's not. Um, real quick, uh, I can't say this enough. Um, a guy that I like, a wide receiver, Austin, you and I have talked about this before. I know I've talked to Dallas about this before. Uh, but Michael Thomas. Um, last oh, year, man. he produced with Brandon Cooks being on the team. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like it was one week, Brandon Cooks. It was one week, Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas you know. Um, it was kind of like when Julio Jones and Ronnie White were performing together uh, that year where it was just, one week you had Julio doing the next week it was Ronnie. Um, anyways, uh, with, with Brandon Cooks gone now, Michael Thomas is the clear-cut number one. He's, he's a red zone threat. I love that pick. And Drew Brees loves throwing to him. Yeah, I, I just with that bit, that offense has been a top five in the top five category somewhere. Yeah, um, if you're in a PPR league, you you want Michael Thomas on your team at wideout. Yeah, I think it, if you're in any league, you want Michael Thomas. He is gonna he is gonna produce this year. Yeah. He was consistent last year. He's gonna be he's gonna be expected to do good things this year in that offense. What says you, Austin, about Mr. Michael Thomas? I like him. Uh, you you made all the good points. You know, he's definitely the top dog now there. Drew Brees obviously can throw for 5,000 yards every single season. Yeah, Cooks yeah. is gone. Willie Sneed's really the only other guy on the roster that can, you know, put up points. So, Thomas is the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy I want to ask you about, Austin, I want your opinion on him, is um, we talked about Andrew Luck being hurt, you know, possibly missing one or two weeks. How do you feel about T.Y. Hilton now? Um, I wouldn't take him as high as people are because right. Luck's going to be out. And Scott, Scott Talzine or Stephen Morris is not, you know, that deep ball person. Um, I would wait for T.Y. if he's there, but I'm not taking him in the first or second round. Yeah, I mean, they've got him listed as uh, the number nine wide receiver on NFL.com. Um, you, you know, before him is right, – right before him is Des Bryant, right after him is Brandon Cooks. Those three receivers, it's just like I'm not taking them in the first round. And then you got a guy right behind Brandon Cooks, uh, Doug Baldwin, who's a solid second solid, solid second rounder. Uh, I would much rather have Doug Baldwin than T.Y., Des, or Brandon Cooks. I agree. I agree. Well, someone someone else right to look out for is uh, – someone else to look out for that's always – underrated is Michael Crabtree, guys. He's going like the third, fourth, yeah, or yeah. fifth round in some of these drafts. And you know what? Look at his stats. Look at his stats. He's almost identical to Amari Cooper. I just, I just, Michael's great, but there's a guy that's lower on the list who I'm going to be keeping a real close eye on Who's this that? year. Who's that? And that's Jarvis Landry. Um, I'm going to be keeping a very close eye on Jarvis Landry. He's going to be dependent upon to, to make some things happen in that offense, yes, you have Jay Ajay in in uh, in Miami, but with Cutler there, Cutler Cutler likes Cutler can throw the deep ball. Cutler's yeah, Cutler's got got that deep ball, and yeah. you could see some production out of Jay Jarvis this year. Yeah, um, that's, that might you know be what, Dallas, I, I, Dallas, I'm gonna go I'm gonna argue with you on another receiver duo. You like Corey Davis, I like Eric Decker. You like Jarvis Landry, I like Devontae Parker. Jarvis Landry is going second, third round. Devontae Parker is going in double-digit rounds. And you know what? Jay Cutler compared him to a faster Alshon Jeffrey. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take him in a double-digit round as my flex or receiver four. He's going to ball out. You know what? You know what? I don't disagree. At the flex position, I think Devontae Parker is a very good pick. I think that's actually a sneaky pick, especially one that comes in the later rounds like that. And – a lot of people are going to pass on him for for the guys that are 
you know, the Alshon Jeffries, the Sammy Watkins, the, these guys. There's going to be a lot of people that don't take out guys. There's going to be a lot of people that go for those those big name receivers, the Des Bryant's, uh, you know, the uh, the Michael Thomases, and and they're, they're going to leave guys like Devontae Parker on the board, and yeah. they'll stay there for a while. So that's, that's actually a sneaky pick, and I like that pick personally. You know, I thought when we were talking about Michael Crabtree, you know, we talked about Patrick Mahomes. You know, I thought we were going to see some greater action coming in here. See. But you hold your bias. I hold, I hold it back, you know. I, <laughs> um, I, but, no, in all seriousness, you know, that aside, we joke about that. But I actually do think uh, Jarvis Lindsay is a guy to keep your eyes on. Yeah. With the addition of Jay Cutler, you're going to have a guy who is comfortable throwing the deep ball. He's got a lot of weapons. He's going to have Jake Jai to open things up. Uh, keep an eye on Jarvis Lindsay. Don't you know, sleep on You him. know, I think you guys, I think we're kind of circling around this thing. But we're talking about him but we keep circling around them, dance, you know, tiptoeing around them. Yeah. Um, I want to go out of the wide receiver pool again for one second. Um, why not talk about Jay Cutler? Because he's a later round guy. Um, you obviously, you wouldn't want him as a QB1, but you've got Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, Julius Thomas. Then you've got your run game with Jay Ajayi. Um, Jay Cutler could have a good fantasy year. Yeah, I really, I really do believe Jay Cutler could have a good fantasy year this year. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree. I think that if Jay Cutler gets the protection that he should get with that offensive line, mm-hmm. uh, he could he could be a nice pick. He could be a sneaky pick. And again, he's he's in the later round. Said, where do they have him rated right now? Cutler. Yeah, where do they have him rated? Because I don't even think he's in that top. He's not even in that first page, is he? He's right there. Yeah, right. He's um, like in the twenties. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's behind Bortles and Palmer. Uh, and I, you know, I think that's definitely somebody to keep your eye on. If you if you need a quarterback and you're in the, you know, second, third round, fourth round, you don't have a quarterback, he's probably still going to be on board. I think you're talking like double digit rounds. Yeah, double digit third. rounds. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, if you need a quarterback still, or you're looking for a solid backup, he, he should still be, he will still be there and might be worth the pickup. We're going to transition to tight ends now. Um, I, I'll tell you guys, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off. I guess uh, tight ends, a uh, uh, tight end, I'm staying away from mainly because of where he's being drafted mm-hmm. and his injury history mm-hmm. is Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. I know it's Tom Brady's favorite target, but I don't trust it. And I would hate to have to find another good, solid uh, tight end later on in this draft that I have to rely on, especially when you got the likes of, like, where you could wait a round or two for Travis Kelsey. Um, and if you want another injury-prone tight end, you could wait another round or two, get Jordan Reed, who puts up a lot of production himself. Yeah. Uh, Greg Olson's always been solid. Uh, the Travis Kelsey and Greg Olson, I always have uh, in my top five for uh, tight ends. You know, Ted. But I, I, I agree with Rick you. Out. I agree with you, Ted. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a tight end position. You, most people have one or two on the roster. If you get Jordan Reed, you have to get a handcuff in Vontae Davis. You get Gronkowski, you got to go get Dwayne yeah. Allen. I mean, who wants a handcuff for a tight end? Nobody. So yeah, I, 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 avoid I those think... guys. Let other people draft them. That way it opens up better players for you, and you can go right. get someone in later rounds. Listen, go listen I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there, Ted. This is a guy that I'm going to be keeping my eye on in fantasy. Sure. And I think, I think Awesome Austin might know who he is. Oh, yeah. His name is Zach Ertz. Guys, we saw how many times – we saw that, uh, that Mr. Carson Wentz, he likes to throw to his tight ends, Ted. I think, I think he, uh, somebody had him last year Austin. And I think uh, I think he struggled at the beginning, but then he started coming to later on. Yeah, and uh, he did all right. I think where he's at is later rounds, which I think is a great spot for him. Yep. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Double digits too, isn't he? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty close to double digits, if not. So if you're needing a tight end later, or you're looking for somebody for flex, and you don't have some, and you don't have anybody, keep mm-hmm. an eye on Zach Ertz. He's, he's a guy worth picking also, up. Also, you Austin, who you pull also with? also with Zach Ertz. That's also a mental thing. The Eagles traded away Jordan Matthews, which was you know Carson Wentz's security blanket last year. Now who who's left on yeah. the team from last year? Nelson Aguilar. Carson's not going to be throwing the ball to him. It's going to be Zach Ertz. When he's in trouble, he's going to be looking for a big boy tight end. And, yep. we saw, and we saw this for years with Jason Witten and the quarterbacks that he's had in Dallas. The tight end has right, right. to be a safety valve position for a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah. And Zach Ertz is going to see a lot of touches this year. He's going to touch the ball quite a bit. Absolutely. Austin, who do you have that you're avoiding uh, as a tight end? Um, it, it's not necessarily that I'm avoiding this person. It's more along of I'm worried about where he's going. Delaney Walker, mm-hmm. he's going as a top four, top yeah, five tight yeah. end. I loved his production. I've had him the last, what, two, three years. I love Delaney. I love him. Right. He's my boy. But you know what? They brought in Corey Davis. They brought in Eric Decker. Last year, Rashad Matthews yeah. exploded for the team. They have tight ends. They yeah. like two tight end sets. They run the ball. They're a running ball team. And they now they have a lot more pass catchers. Still, I completely agree. Top with you five tight end. I don't know. I, I I would I wouldn't take him as early as he's going. There's, there's too much competition there. And I'll there's tell you, I'll tell you another guy that I'm staying away from. And you know, obviously, this is again non-biased here, guys. It's yeah. not because I'm a Steelers fan, but Tyler Eifert is hurt every single year, and he's out for a substantial amount of time. Yeah, you know, we he he had been a fixture for Cincinnati for a while as, as an offensive weapon, mm-hmm. but. More and more you see him hurt. Yeah. More and more you see he can't he can't play. He's not performing at the same level that he that he used to perform at even. His yeah. production's gone down in the last couple of seasons. I'd stay away from him too, but I'll tell you who I wouldn't stay away from, Ted. Who? I'll tell you who I wouldn't stay away from. Who? Travis Kelsey. Well, <laughs> on an offense where they don't have anything, there's only one guy to throw to. It's Travis Kelsey. Austin. Um, uh, I, I you know I haven't. I did say Travis Kelsey, Greg Olson. But I got another guy, especially at least for the first couple of weeks of uh, regular season, um, especially if Andrew Luck's hurt. Uh, let's talk about Jack Doyle. You mentioned it earlier with uh, Cole's name. Um, they don't throw – the backups behind Luck don't throw the ball deep. They're going to be looking for Doyle. Uh, Doyle and Doyle oh, has been sure. um, yeah. somewhat reliable, and I think yeah. he's, he's kind of a – no one's talking about him. I think he's kind of a sneaky pick. With or without with with or without luck, I love Jack Doyle, especially where where he's going. Yep. You mentioned it. The backups, they're gonna be looking short. Jack Doyle's Jack Doyle's gonna be right there. And also for the first time in the Andrew Luck era, they've had one this is their first single tight end that's actually gonna produce. Because there's no more two yep. double end sets. There's no Kobe Fleeter, no Dwayne Allen, no whoever. Jack Doyle is the only tight end that you want. So he's gonna get those touchdowns, yeah. he's gonna get those receptions. With or without luck, I like Jack Doyle. Yep. I do, too. I like that pick. That's a great pick. Um, Big D, since you're a Packers fan, how do you feel about Martellus Bennett? You know, I'm not 100% sold on Martellus Bennett. Mm -hmm. I have to say, um, Martellus is getting a little bit up there. Does that also have something to do with how many guys? And you've got so many weapons on the team. You've got guys like, uh, you know, Devontae Adams. uh, And when Jordy's healthy, he's still good. He's a cob. I mean, you've got a lot of guys to throw to. Yeah. Um, And... You know, Aaron likes to air. Aaron Rodgers likes to air out the ball. He likes to throw the ball deep, and he likes to do it frequently. Yeah. Uh, Martellus Bennett is is more of a safety valve player, more of a pass blocking role, I think, this year. Um, 
I, I think I stay away from Martellus I, Bennett. I think with Martellus, I think the good the, the upside with him is the fact that he only helps Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he only helps Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the upside obviously is that he, you know, he is another weapon. He is a cog in the machine that is the the pretty high powered Packers <laughs> offense. He's been high powered for the last few wild, years for yeah. a while now. Um, you know, in in that sense, yeah, he, you know, he could be a safety pick for later on in the draft. But I'm not drafting him early. And honestly, you know, they've got him rated pretty high on here um, as far as tight ends go. Um, in my opinion, not I, super high. It's, it's uh, he's going off the board before Jason Witten, which that I he's, he's like middle. Yeah, of the pack. I disagree with. What? He's middle. He's middle. He's like middle of the pack right now. Yeah, he's yeah I, I, I don't see him as your starting tight end. Austin, did you tell us a uh, tight end you were staying away from? Oh yeah, Delaney Walker. That's right. I'm sorry. Um, all right, we're gonna move. Him? We're gonna move on to something that a lot of people don't talk about. Um, and th- whether you want to believe it or not. Picking this type of uh, this position for your fantasy team, it's big. It's it's a big deal because there sometimes this wins you a game every week, and it's, yeah. and we're going to talk about the defense. Yeah, I remember thirty-five points. <laughs> yeah, but thirty-five <laughs> points against the against yeah. the Jets. Guys, listen, if you don't have a defense, just look at who the Jets are playing every game, <laughs> and and then just swap them out. You know, switch them and swirl them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you might get 35 points and crush it um, in your PPR and, league. But when we talk about the defenses, in all, in all seriousness, um, it, it does make it come. You know, everybody's going to bring up the Denver Broncos. Everybody's going to bring up the Seattle Seahawks, the Minnesota Vikings, even. And I believe I don't like Kansas City, but a lot of people like them. Um, I want to talk about defenses that are sneaky and they're st- but they're still going to get you points yeah, and they're still going to yeah. produce for you every week. And right off the bat. I'm going to tell you right now, um, Austin, I hate to take this away from you, but I, I like the Philadelphia Eagles again. I liked them last year. They did good last year. I like them again this year. And, you know, they've got these guys ranked pretty low. Yeah. But you got to keep an eye on them, Ted. Yeah. Glenn Falcons. And I remember, yeah, I remember quite vividly last year me telling you about the Eagles, and I remember you stealing them from me in the draft, and you, and you loved them. Yeah. 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 I kept that and pretty close to the chest. <laughs> right, right, and uh, they 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 got better this year. They brought in another pa- they brought in a couple different pass rushers. Uh, they they replaced yeah. Benny Logan with um, Jimmy Jurgen. They brought in some corners. <laughs> they only got better, guys. Yeah, and again, it's their their division's tough, but at the same time, they're going to produce. Malcolm Jenkins is nobody to scoff at, no, right? You no, know, he's he's nobody to look turn your nose to. Um, I love that defense. Um, I'm actually I am going to stay away from the Kansas City Chiefs defense, especially with the division they're in. Yeah. I just uh, I'm not trusting. That. Of course, there's going to be situations uh, for matchups every week, but for the most part, I'm not drafting the Chiefs. Tell you what, I you know they have them ranked on here pretty good. Yeah, I, I, really I, still, good. I still think this is pretty sneaky. I like the Los Angeles Rams defense, Ted. Of course, they're, they did I, good. I like their defense. They we just talked about how they bolstered their defense. They they added some added some depth depth some key positions, mm-hmm. and honestly. In the division that they've got, I mean, their toughest challenge offensively probably is in Seattle. I mean, you look at Arizona, yeah, they've got, they've got David Johnson. But if you stop him, you, you essentially stop the Cardinals off. Yeah. So, I like their chances of putting, putting being, a solid, being a solid contender as a solid, sneaky defense to pick up. How about you, Oscar? What, well, and, of course, these are defenses we're talking about for the whole season. Yeah, for the whole season. Uh, I also I want to talk about – I also want to talk about um, – after what Austin gives his pick, but I also want to talk about defenses for week one. 
oh, that I like yeah, to yeah. Uh, to get you started off, and hopefully off went for these fantasy players. Go ahead, Austin. Uh, well, also you like to build off season. the Rams. Also to build off the Rams. Look who their new defensive coordinator is, Wade Phillips. Mm-hmm. Look what he did with with yeah. the Texans. What? Yeah, yeah. a Ram. They got yeah. Aaron Donald this year. comes back. They got pass rushes. They got good linebackers, good corners. They're they're stout. They just haven't had someone to take them to the next level, and now they got Wade Phillips to do that for them. You know, and we talked about the L.A. Rams with uh, the draft recap, obviously, earlier. Um, something I didn't mention I should have. They, like you said, Austin, they've got Aaron Donald, and now they're a 3-4. So, obviously, it's Donald in the middle. Behind them is Michael Brockers, and Brockers is phenomenal. He's a great yeah. he's a great defensive tackle. I could see themselves being creative and clever and try to put Brockers on the outside yeah. as a defensive end. Yeah. And try to get some more pass disruption in there. And and you know here's the thing: the Rams were sneakily, sneakily one of the better defenses last year. They were sneaky. What do you think about the Brockers thing, Austin? Did we lose you, Austin? He's still on here. Still connected to us. Awesome, Austin. You on there, big guy? Might have actually muted us. Mayhem. But. Oh, in all seriousness, though, the Rams could be a very sneaky defensive pick this year. Um, they've got they've got Wade Phillips in there as defensive coordinator, and again, Austin Austin mentioned it. You saw what he did for the Texans. You saw how stout their defense is yeah. now. Um, I think the Rams have just as much talent on their defense as the best Hello? do, um, and arguably they've got guys on their defense with a lot more upside too. Yeah, uh, um, Austin, I think we lost Hello? that for a second, but yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Um, Hey, buddy. Hey. Did you mute us off then? Okay, there we go. Um, so I was saying about the L.A. Rams, uh, with Aaron Donald being the starter in the 3-4 defense, Michael Brockers behind him, and he's a great defensive tackle. I could see Wade Phillips being sneaky and putting him on the uh, the outside on at the defensive end position. Uh, what do you think about Brockers? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I love Brockers. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah you, you mentioned it going from a 4-3 to a 3-4. You want your best players on the on the on the field, right? So I can see him putting Brockers at an end spot, or you know, putting Donald at the end spot, whatever. But I'm sure Wade Phillips has something to store for this defense, and it's just going to come out balling. I, I agree. I agree. And what I really like is now how much depth do they have now that they're going to that 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 three three four that three four. Mm-hmm. I look at all the linemen that are going to get rest. Mm-hmm. And, um, and be able to come in for a guy like Brockers or Don- Donald and give them a break. Austin, uh, what, what what defense do you like for the to, cause to hold on a defense for all year? Like you know, um, yeah, there's going to be certain uh, matches, uh, certain situations every week where you're going to be like, oh yeah, obviously the Ravens are playing the Jets this week, so I want to play the Ravens. That's right. But you know, um, what defense are you looking at to draft to hold on to for the whole year? Well. This this defense is is sneakily underrated on a yearly basis, and this year I think they got a little bit of a raise in the rankings. But I think people are still looking at and be like, eh, I'm not quite sure about them. The New England Patriots. Oh yeah. They added Stephon Gilmore. They still have Malcolm. Right. And uh, like you said, you hit it on the nail. Again, they play the Jets twice a year, boy. Yes, they do. So, um, and depends. I mean, we talked we talked about how good Jay Keller can be, but if he goes back to his old ways, that's another good matchup again for them. Tyrod Taylor concussion. Who knows what their offense is going to be like? So that could be another yeah. good potential 
Patriots aren't like a Seattle defense where they just completely shut you out. The Patriots get turnovers, and I like turnovers. Right. Yeah, I do too. Um, A a defense that I like for week one to get you off to a hot start uh, and hopefully get get you that W. Before before you do that, I want to know what your season-long defense is. I already said it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I said the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, you did. Okay. There we go. Okay, I'm just checking. Just checking. I'm um, um, but a defense I like week one to get you off to a hot start, hopefully get you that W for week one, at least help you get that W, uh, is the Carolina Panthers. They're playing <coughs> the San Francisco 49ers who have uh, had troubles on offense. Um, I, you know, obviously they got Luke Keekley there, who has been phenomenal in the linebacker position. I like the Panthers. A lot of people are, you know, actually I showed an article to Austin about top five quarterbacks to have for week one. And one of those quarterbacks was Brian Hoyer. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Week one, I'm going to stick with my pick for the season. I'm going to stick with the Los Angeles. They're playing Indianapolis, Ted. Yep. And it's at home. And it's at home. And we have no idea if if Luck's going to – I mean, Luck's conceivably out. Yeah. So we don't know who's going to start for them. It's not like they have a whole bunch of weapons to set the world on so, fire. So you're in on L.A., aren't you? I'm in on L.A.'s defense. I'm telling you, I think that's one. That can get you off to a great start. How about you, Austin? Who you got? Well, do we even have to say it? The Buffalo Bills play the Jets week one. So, I mean, they're just a given. But, but yeah. someone, someone for week one, another team, not, not an obvious team. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they play the Browns. I know Kaiser's look good, and he's going to be a hometown hero up here in Toledo. But you know what? The Steelers have one of the best defenses when it comes to rookie quarterbacks. So I think they're going to oh, give yeah. them a good old homecoming. They're going to give them a good old yeah. homecoming week one. So that's, that's another defense you could stream for week one. And uh, funny that you mentioned that also because I was actually talking to some guys at work, and I said I hate to be a home homeboy, fanboy here, but um, I said no matter who's the starting quarterback for the Browns, Against the Steelers, I like it no matter what because if it's Brock Osweiler, well, he doesn't he hasn't played that good. If it's Deshaun Kaiser, good. It's a rookie we can get a hold of, you know. And we've had our defense has been um, better one than Yeah, it's, and it's done it's done good. It's done performer. And you know something else. And I know a lot of people are going to be. Somebody else for week one to keep your eye on is the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. They're playing Chicago. It's if Mike Glennon starting. If Mike Glennon starting. You, you know he's an unknown quantity as far as you know regular you know his regular season. We don't know what we're going to get from him. The Atlanta Falcons defense was incredibly was incredibly disruptive, and they didn't lose anything. They added. They reloaded. Uh, so week one. They could look to set their – they could look to make a – after falling apart in the Super Bowl last year, down the stretch, they could look to set the tone, let them make a statement, expect them to come out with their in back and ready to go after whoever's for them. All right, let me, let me throw this out to you guys. Justin said the Bills, right, against the Jets. What about the Jets against the Bills? That's a good point. Um, their defense is not, um, it's not bad. It's, it's they lost. They bad. lost Sammy Watkins. You know, Tyrod Taylor is you know going through concussion protocol. Um, the only one I'm worried about is Lashawn McCoy, and even still, there's trade rumors for him. Yeah, but Sammy's going to be there now. For, I think Sean, Sean, Sean McCormick turned those down. 
No, did he really? Yeah, Good. Shady's going to yeah. be there. Uh, I think. Shady's going to be uh, there. I think I would still. I think I would still go with the Bills over the Jets defense. Oh, I'm not saying not go with the Bills over the Jets. I'm just saying <laughs> no, I, I, I think I think the Jets are interested just because sure. they're losing all their offensive weapons. But it's not a bad pickup. The Jets defense is okay. It's, it's decent. It's decent. Um, and yes, you know what we haven't done? What? We haven't we haven't done our predictions for the Rams and Patriots. And, Rams and Patriots. Yeah, prediction. We, we haven't talked about we haven't talked about comparisons. We didn't do team comparisons for the season, Ted. Oh, for like who yeah. we pick fantasy? Yeah. Okay. And now that we have also. All right. So are you taking are you taking Tom Brady or Jared Goff? I mean, I, I would Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Okay. Um, what about what about you, Austin? You gonna go with Jared Goff? <laughs> you want you want some of what he's selling? <laughs> I, I, I'll take uh, Tom Brady for one hundred, please. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. Uh, so, what about Brand, Brandon Cooks or Chris Hogan versus um, Cooper Cup or Sammy Watkins? You the know what? Duo. The you duo. You know what? As much as as much as I hate to say it, I still have to go with the Chris Hogan duo. Yeah. I, I think I think Chris Hogan's got potential to explode this year, and Brandon Cooks has got great big playability. He's he's, he's been since. <laughs> Uh, I still like that duo a little bit better. Although, don't sleep on Cup because yeah. he's going to be good yeah. this year. How about you, Austin? I'll take the Patriots uh, duo, but I'd rather have Cup over all of them. Yeah, me too. I would. I would as well. I, I think we're all in agreement. Yeah. Um. Oh God. Uh, so, are we going with Todd Gurley, or are we going with the running back uh, Tanner over in New England? Give me Todd Gurley. Ted, you got burned by Todd Gurley. Do what? Austin, Austin, did you say you would take Todd? I would take Todd. What about you? You know, I saw what happened to Ted last year with the Todd Gurley trade. <laughs> it turned out to work out really well for me because I got Shady McCoy out of the deal. But uh, you know what? I think Todd Gurley is going to be healthy this year. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd have to go with Todd Gurley. I'm not really sure what to expect out of the Patriots' run game. They're not really a team that runs the ball all that much. They like to throw it. I see most of their most of their running backs are probably going to get throw catches. I think um, for me, it's the fact that you don't know what running back's going to be the the, the starter every week. Yeah. 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 Um. Oh, God. Um. We go with Rob Gronkowski. Or. Gerald Everett. Everett. Yeah, that's it. That's the same. We just we just talked about him in the draft. You know what? I'm going to say something controversial. I'm going to go with Everett over Gronk. I do. I, think, I like that, too. I think Gronk, is, has, is, he's been hurt so many times over the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's not inconceivable to think that Gronk might not stay healthy again. He's had a lot of he's had a lot of problems, particularly in his lower body. He's been hit a lot. He's probably going to get hit a lot this year. I, I like Everett. I think Everett might be a solid earner for you. Well, and when you look at it, and, and, and Gerald Everett is sitting back on the second page of uh, tight end ranks, you know, past Jared Cook, Austin Hooper, Benjamin Watson, um, you know, you're looking at that, obviously there's more upside than just drop in yeah. round one. So. Yeah. I like Everett, and I like the idea that you can wait for him. He's going to be there. 
What, you, what says you off? Well, Gronkowski's obviously a top three tight end, but I get what right. Dallas is saying. And also, let's not forget, look who their head coach is. Sean McVay, who was the offensive coordinator for the Redskins last year, who also compared Everett to a Jordan Reed-type player. So if he can make yeah. Gerald Everett into a Jordan Reed-type player, I will take Gerald Everett in the double-digit rounds over Gronkowski. Yeah, me too. That's exactly and, right. And, Ted, you brought that up early. You brought up that comparison earlier, the Jordan Reed comparison. And we saw how much success that Reed had. Yeah, when healthy. And when healthy in that offense. I, I, I have to agree with you on that. I like that Brett. Especially the fact that he's gonna be in the later rounds. That's that's a solid pick. Um, I think with with Everett too and with both tight ends, um, you know, both quarterbacks have a lot of people to throw to. So right there it's kind of the same situation, right? Um, and then you like like Austin said, you know, Sean McVay lo- loved Jordan Reed last year. He's got the comparison of Jordan Reed. Um I just I I got to go with the structure because he's in the double digit rounds. You can take a long time to get him. Um, all right, guys, another guy, another position that nobody talks about. <laughs> but again, like the defenses, they get points and they can help you win a game. I don't know how many times I sat there and went, man, thank God my kicker got that field goal. You know? Um, so, Austin, what kicker are you just you are going after. I mean, like, if you know, I know it's a kicker. You're going to wait probably arguably the last round. But what kicker are you just like, man, I've got, he's one of the guys you got to have. You know what? It's fantasy football, but kickers are still people too. They're very important. Yep. This year I'm actually thinking about getting a kicker later than the last two rounds because they are so valuable. And I, when I look into a kicker, I just want to say this real quick. When I look into a kicker, I either want a kicker that plays in a dome or that plays in hot weather. Because when it gets to the playoff season, and some of these teams are playing in the cold, and it's snowing, you want someone that's going to be able to make that. So, I'm looking for Adam Vinatieri. Okay. Okay. Um, You know, when I look at the first thing I think is, go ahead, go ahead. No, because... Steven Gauskowski is going off the board. Justin Tucker, even with the concussion, he's still going to go off the board early. Will Lutz is going to go off the board early. Some of these top kickers are still going to go off the board way earlier than you want them to. So Adam Vinatieri, I feel like in the 12th or 13th round, is still viable. He's still a top kicker in the league. I mean, look how long has he been around? And it's with good reason. He's one of the top kickers. Yeah. Yeah. I think a guy that – when I look at kickers, the first thing I look at with kickers – is, uh, you know, I hate to disagree with you, Austin. It's not a dunk. Not very well. I like, I like when they're tipping it. No, I like, I like a, a kicker that has a really good offense that's either going to get you an extra point or get you in field goal range. Yeah. And right off the bat, two or three offenses that I can think of is the Patriots, let's make it forward. The Patriots, the Falcons, um, the Steelers, and the Saints. Right, yeah. and if you're going to talk about dome, then 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 the dome situation comes into play, because because then you you know you don't have to worry about wind and all that. So luck with the same, and then Matt Bryant. I Matt Bryant to me is one of those guys for kickers. You go yeah, because Matt Ryan's going to take them down the field, yeah. and they're going to be in field goal range every drive. Uh, one of the other things I like to look at is whether is is, is red zone efficiency for teams. Mm-hmm. How many teams have to settle for field? Something else you got to think about. Mm-hmm. Somebody to keep your eye on is a guy like Brendan McManus. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I know that their offense is still an offense that's kind of in flux, but let's say that their defense is going to put them in a position so they can make things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you get your interceptions and, and your opponent's field, maybe you don't need to win touchdowns, but you're going to need a guy that can make three points happen. Brandon Manis is not a guy you want to sleep on, yeah. uh, particularly for the Denver Broncos, who may have to suffer some more field this Austin, how do you feel about those picks? I have to choose out of all of them. It's not Bryant. I, I have to. I have to say, I do like the Matt Bryant. Because he is going to be I do like Matt Bryant, and he he he's been so underrated the last few years, and this year he yeah. finally got an uptick, and I think he's rated the third kicker, I believe. So he he's getting yeah. much due respect. Um, but to to comment on on your Pittsburgh Steeler kicker, I mean nothing against you guys, but you guys go for a lot of two point conversions. True. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, so, I was, what I was saying so, with that is, is um, when I look at a kicker, I'm looking at top offenses. That's what I was saying. So, like, you look at the Falcons, the Patriots, the Steelers, and the Saints. The, those top offenses, that right there, that that should be those guys should be radar just for that reason. Well, that and then you go into the like Crosby as well. Well, right, Crosby's another good one. But um, and then you break it down from there. Who do you, you know why and why? Um, what do you think about what do you think about Brandon McMahon? How do you feel about a, a, a pick that might you might have to rely on the kicker to make points for a team? What do you think about that? He works. I mean, that's another good one. And getting a kicker that you know that's why Justin Tucker is so good. Justin T- Tucker is usually the most efficient offensive scorer. So yeah, Bramming Manis is kind of like that, and he can also nail a sixty yarder. So why not? My only thing with I that is their offense with- isn't that good. Right. True, but we look at their defense, and the point that I'm making is your defense. If you got a defense like Denver's, they're going to make turnovers. They're going to make plays. They're going to put you in positions where you can score points. You just may not be getting touchdowns, but if you've got a line on a guy that's going to make points happen for you, who can kick from that range? Right. But what I'm, what I think what Austin and I was saying is, is if they get, if, they, if let's say they're playing the Raiders and the Raiders are marching the field, they're inside the twenty, and the the Broncos get an exception, the offense goes out in the field. They can't get the drive going, so therefore they got to punt it again. You know, I, I think I think the offense scares me with McManus. And on top of that, for McManus, for me, is um, you, they're playing it at Mile High a lot, and the wind it's windy up at Mile High, it's Colorado in the mountains. Uh, that scares me a lot. He makes those kicks. Scares me. Don't scare me. I think a guy that um, people have forgotten about is. Uh, uh, Sebastian Janikowski. Yeah, another um, good pick, I think. He's been around for a long time, but that guy's got a heck of a – he does. And – Good old Seabass. Seabass is on a is on an offense that likes to like score points, Ted. Yeah, exactly. likes to score points. Yes. Um, another guy that I, I enjoyed last year was Dustin Hopkins yeah. uh, from Washington. Yeah. Um, obviously, Cousins helped him with that. Um Matt Prater is another guy to watch out for Detroit. I think that's another good kicker for people to pick. Um, and again, it's funny that we're talking about. We're like talk about the Rams. Mm-hmm. They might they might surprise some people with their offense being a little bit more being a little bit more nasty with some of these receivers they picked up. Maybe an eye on him. Maybe. I, like, I like Greg Zerloin. Yeah, I mean, it just um, there's. Again, we, we people make fun of the kickers, even with fantasy football, but they get you points, too. They're going to be able to help you win a game. And if you pay attention to what you're doing, 
that could be a, a deciding factor. You know, what you get a W every week or or an L every week. So that is true. And to make to that point, in our league, I know I said I like Vinatieri, but a couple of years ago I had him as my kicker. And in our league, if they miss a field goal or an extra point, they lose points. He missed those yeah. points. I lost by less than a point, and I lost two. I lost my first two games, and that was the deciding factor for my season because I lost those two games. I missed the playoffs because of a stupid yep. tiebreaker. So kicker is very important. It is. It is very important, and you know, you like you said in our league, you lose points if the if the kicker misses it. So not only, it, like we said, it, when you when you want a kicker that is in a dome because it's a, a lot harder for him to miss, right? Um, so when we talked about, like you said, Adam Benatar was a guy, Matt Bryant, even Dan Bailey, they play in a, they play inside. Um, you know, there, there's um, Blair Walsh does not play inside. Seattle scares me. Um, who is? I'm not even seeing him on here. Who? One second, listen. All right, there, Kai Forbath. I was going to say I, I didn't know who it was, but. Um, the Minnesota kicker, that's inside now. Yep. That's yep. A, and that's another offense that could definitely, make, you know, get you down in the red zone. Yes, it can. So I think there's a lot of kickers you can go from. You obviously don't want to reach on a kicker, and, and we're trying to be serious about them. But don't don't, don't, don't draft round one kicker. Yeah, right? don't do that. Don't do it. Then, then come back and message us. You – Told me to draft this kicker high and blah blah. Kickers will still be there, guys. And again, uh, we just had a couple people um, share our video. The people, yeah, liking it, sharing it. You know, we want to. By the way, I, don't, I, I want to make sure I let you know we are streaming live. Are we? Yeah, we're streaming live. We're streaming live on Twitter. We're going. We're going with the big boys. Awesome. Do you have any other? Before we let you go, man, do you have any other uh, fantasy advice for our listeners? Um. You know what? As much as Aaron Rodgers looks appealing in the you know first or second round, wait on your quarterbacks. They're they're important, but they're not that important. You can wait definitely. You can get a guy like James Winston or a Marcus Mariota later. Kickers wait till the last three rounds because there, there's 32 teams. Chances are you don't have 32 yeah. teams in your fantasy league, so your chances are you're gonna get one of the better ones. So yeah. just make smart decisions. And also, this week Tuesday and Thursday, I will be releasing who I think is overrated and underrated in all of the 14 rounds of fantasy football draft. Tuesday will be one through seven. Tuesday will be one through seven. Thursday will be eight through 14 of who I think is the most overrated and underrated player in each round. I love it, man. I love it. And so pretty much you're telling the listeners to get on our Facebook page, check out the articles, get on our social media, check out the articles. We're going to be posted on there on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram, we're everywhere, guys. Awesome, Austin. Always great having you on here, man. I love the fantasy talk. We draft next weekend, don't we? Yes, we do. So I yes, think we do. there's going to be some more mock draft in our future. So um, look forward to talking to you, buddy. I'll text you later, and uh, we'll see. We'll see you then. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Have a good one. Take care. Yo. <clears throat> guys, we had awesome Austin on. Talk a little louder, Big D. Had awesome Austin on. Uh, got a little draft advice. Guys, if you haven't checked out 
our page, Straight Football Talk, on Facebook. Check us out if you haven't checked out Totally Driven Entertainment's page. You guys, if you missed out on Totally Driven Entertainment's page, you missed out on an interview with Seven Dust. Mm. Just 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 last week, Ted, mm-hmm. Seven Dust. Mm-hmm. And the week before that, we had Dee Wallace on. Mm-hmm. She's taking us inside the premiere of Red Christmas in L.A., where Michael Joy happens to be right now. Mm. So Very you're cool. missing out on a lot of cool stuff, not just football, but if you're into if you're into the rock and roll scene, which I think Ted, you and I both know we are. Oh yeah. Um, you you're missing out on some cool stuff you don't want to miss out on. Um, follow us on LinkedIn, follow us on Twitter, and if there are people that you'd like to see come on Straight Football Talk, let us know. We'd love <laughs> to reach out to them on your behalf. Actually, and feel free to tweet them and tell them to come on our show, Straight Football Talk. We'd love to talk to them. Well, you know, and the thing is, is I, I want you to kind of say that with a grain of salt because it's harder to get active players uh, to come on the show. We uh, we actually have talked to Tory Smith as one yep. of the bigger names. Um, he said he's wanted to, he wants to come on the show, but we have to go through the Philadelphia Eagles. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to get a hold of the Philadelphia Eagles. We've called them, left messages, nothing. I'm gonna run up so, on their pad pretty soon. So, um, yeah, I like that idea of give you know give us an, you know who you want to hear on the show, but also keep in mind. If it's like J.J. Watt, if it's like, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, Jordy Nelson. If you can get J.J. Watt to come on our show, you can have – I'll give you my shirt, okay? Yeah, well, I'll hand it to you right now. I'm I'll actually friends through, with him. Okay? I'm actually friends with J.J. on uh, LinkedIn, and I've tried to message him a couple times, and he hasn't messaged me He's back. He's a busy man. He's a very busy man. And on top of that, we probably have to go through the Texans to get an interview with him. So, yeah, just, I mean, so at the same time, like – Please give us your advice on who you want to hear on the show. And feel free to reach out to them yourself on Twitter and say, hey, right. check out Straight Football Talk. You can be part of it. Right. Um, but also keep in mind players that have retired. Um, yeah. If you guys are sure. a big Anquan Bolden fan, we have no, we have no quarrels with talking with Anquan Bolden. Um, you know, you, we, you, I've, we talked with Jeff Reed, we did. two-time Super Bowl champ. He's um, Rick trying to, geez, uh, Jeff Reed's trying to get in contact with – um, a couple players, former Steelers players back in the 70s days. So that would be huge. Again, guys, we're getting people on here. Rudy Reyes is coming on next week. Um, we're talking with Timothy Ga- um, uh, Timothy Scott, I almost said Gaskin, um, who was a Cleveland Browns defensive back, um, just got signed with the, the Giants, actually. Yeah. So I sent him a message. I'm uh, hoping he responds back to me today. Get that interview with him next Sunday have him come on the show. Yeah. If he does, guess what? We're going to be asking him about the Giants. We're going to be talking to him about this stuff because yeah. guess what? We want to know. Uh, we, we do. We do want to know. We want to know, what his, we, we want to know what his thoughts are on his team's preseason performances so far and his team's chances going forward in that tough NFC East division. Because that division's looking a little bit well, little, he, little bit rough this year, and Ted. He, and he has the likes of defending against Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, and yeah. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. yeah, that's a division that's looking a little bit nastier yeah. as we go forward. So he's got practice against Eli Manning. Again, yeah. guys, follow us on uh, social media. Get us, help us get get out there. You know, we want to talk to all these players. We want to talk to all these. Um... <coughs> You're not allowed to die. We're live. Uh, we want to talk to the the the, the uh, analysts. You know, Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith are two guys we always throw out there. Um, you know, even some of the guys on NFL Network. You know, we want to talk to those guys. I love as well. to talk to Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter would be a great one. Um, we want to get out there. We want to make a name for ourselves. It's with your help that we do it, guys. So, again, thank you for all the love and support. We will see you guys next week.
at 11 a.m. The week before, football's back, guys. Yep. See you then. Ending the episode now.